Good evening and welcome to the season premiere of the Pixel Crashers podcast. <laughs> podcast where right before we start streaming, literally everything breaks. This has been four years of this. Four years of everything breaking right before we start streaming. I am Angelus DeMartio, joined once again by... Why are all the things messed up? Everything is literally messed up. <laughs> I'm joined by. Well, there's more of you, Rose. We don't think we could. Uh, our, our cloning experiment works. Sort anyway, of. I'm joined by Glorious Cav. Praise Lisa so Zyphon, who uh, his 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 Twitter has changed. Money. Yeah, it's it's different now. It's Zyphoned up, not Zyphoned up, because he doesn't like past participles. I don't like the underscore is more what it is. <laughs> but it came up as one of the suggestions, like, you know what, that sounds kind of like level up. I'm going to go with it. There you go. And Lila Rose is also here. Just trying to foobar everything. Uh, you obviously don't need to do that. I managed Wait. to do it all myself. It's hot as fuck, and Rose got this damn sweater on. Yeah, I'm a little confused I've, by that. That seems a little... I've got an air conditioning vent right behind me, so I'm cold. God, that must be nice. <clears throat> I was yeah. shivering. Start uh, start mining while uh, I mean, you're uh, during the podcast. So this is just, <laughs> this, is just <laughs> this is just Rose's weekly L after the L she took last week. Mm-hmm. I just want to highlight the L Rose took when she was talking Which... shit to me, killing floor. <laughs> about how I need to get Michelle. good, and then and I laughed her and score at that point. <laughs> oh, that L. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say this well, week. How many L's are you taking? Was... I mean, I did lose that Type 9 with three-quarters oh, of a billion credits Yeah, we, in Elite Dangerous. Oh, that, that's another massive L. Yeah. We could talk... I, I've, been, I've been playing Three Kingdoms, because, of course, I play Three Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. I was in a siege battle with the faction I was at war with, the Dushi of Song. Well, the, the Kingdom of Song at the time. I, I was taking his uh, capital, his kingdom. And they had six soldiers, and I had um, 3,000 with 5,000 reinforcements. So you just see the meters just all green, decisive victory. And I'm just thinking, like, okay, exactly how much piss did those six soldiers, like, let out when they saw, I don't know, like, 7,000 people, 7,000, 8,000 people show up at their door, like, hey, we taking this shit over? <laughs> we, the part that Kev didn't tell talk. everybody is that he actually lost that battle. Oh no, I didn't. I'm, st- I'm steamrolling at this point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he had twenty thousand troops. They had six, and he still lost. No idea how that works. I'm not even gonna try to say that there was any sort of logic to that. I mean, there's no logic to what you're saying. <laughs> oh, shout out to the guy I, I met in rank match that was cheating. And the reason I say he was cheating. We start the match, and, like, his entire cavalry spawns behind me out of nowhere. The map doesn't load at all. Mm-hmm. And I lose control of half of my um, forces, just randomly. Right. And everything else on screen, they just can't, they just won't do what I, t- um, like, they won't let me click on shit with them. Mm-hmm. Cle- clearly, this dude was hacking. Yes. Clearly, clearly he was hacking, and it wasn't just Kev that wasn't very skilled. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. 
And, and of course, let's let's also talk about uh, Rose. Rose managed to lose three quarters of a billion um, materials and mining because she got lazy or got lazy, got uh, let down her guard and got hit by a pirate while she's flying a yep. giant tin can in Elite Dangerous. Oh, she just talked about it that. Wasn't that I let my? It wasn't that I let down my guard. It was that a bunch of circumstances happened that I couldn't get out of. Uh, especially with my FSD being fully charged in at the countdown, I couldn't cancel my charge up and throttle down to get out of the interdiction like I normally do. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Poor shame. Poor shame. And the game won't let her forget about it. That's the important part. We have to make sure. The game won't let her forget about it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It kept routing me through the system that I was going to sell everything to. Damn. Good stuff. Yep. Of course, Zyphon and Mort lost out the most because they were going to benefit from one week of mining. I, well, I've, I think next next time we are going to have to work for that benefit and wing up with you on your return trip. You know, yeah. I don't have firepower for really high-end combat, but at least I can act as a sacrifice while you charge up your FSC and <laughs> run away. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can just make a lot of really long jumps because I have a, a giant flying gas can in that game, and that's really all that I care about. Well, I'm also going to be spending the next few weeks in the bubble leveling up my imp rank and my... Uh, fed rank because I want them sexy big ships. I want the cutter. Sexy big ships! I want the cutter and I want the Corvette. That That is... That's we all want know. Corvettes, Rose. We I, all want Corvettes. I don't want a Corvette <laughs> in real life. Actually, I want a Corvette. That's what I want. The ground for Ohio roads. That's... No, that's no. not going to work out here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the nasty end of that. Elite I want awesome. a tank. Yeah, that's uh, I want the cutter because yes, it's a giant big tank, but it's also pretty. Whereas the Corvette is, it's pretty in the military way, as in not at all. He just got a bad mouth it because I like it. I like the minimalist. Yeah. I also like the aft uh, cockpit. I don't like being up front because it allows me to see where everything is and I want judge. a fucking or cube that that's what i want there's, there's efficiency for you raw efficiency just square that shit off because i tend defender can we, in, in, well the thing is is in space there's no logical reason to have it shaped like with aerodynamics in mind yeah because the thing now in elite of course you can land on planets so i guess there's a reason for that but i'm still gonna throw it out there if you have a spaceship no reason to have any aerodynamics because space doesn't have air. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Good stuff. Kev, of course, is a huge fan of, of uh, Elite Dangerous. He plays it constantly. Um, he's playing it right now, as a matter of fact. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a confused look on his face. Like, are we still speaking English here? You guys, right. you guys know the gif of, uh, of uh, John Travolta from... Uh, um, Pulp Fiction, where he's standing there looking yep. around like, what? That was Kev right then. Mm. I'm <laughs> sitting here like, um, you said Total War wrong? Because <laughs> the fact that I have no, posted no the, the hour the the already? 
How long have you had Three Kingdoms, Kev? Um, Three Kingdoms has been out for about a month and a half, and I have close to 90 hours in it. Kev, I want to throw Scrap. something out there. I've had Elite Dangerous for two weeks, and I have 96 hours, almost 100 hours <laughs> into it. So basically, yeah, but you only play, like, one game, like, ever. Uh, no, I've actually been playing Total War intermittently throughout that. So you neglect your wife. See, it's one of the two. Neglect <laughs> everything. From work. I, by the way, I haven't eaten in six days. Um, someone please send help. See? I've See, he, he neglect, See he's not taking care of himself because he needs to play um, Lee Dangerous. Yeah. Total War wouldn't, have, wouldn't give you these kind of problems. Right? Total War's kind of like right now. Yeah. It, it kind I'm, of uh, I surprisingly got I wouldn't be surprised if he had Elite Dangerous already. loaded up right now, actually. I've been neglecting my Warframe time, though, to put that into Elite. Well, I mean, I understand that neglecting uh, Warframe. I neglect Warframe. Or not Warframe, but yeah, Warframe. <laughs> I neglect Warframe. <laughs> yeah. Um, in any case, let's, let's hop into our, our first story on here so we can, uh, so we can have fun. Um, making jokes at all of the all of the stuff that dumb shit that people do because that's what we do here so <clears throat> getting into it our first first story yes we get to talk about g2a again now the reason why this story is so great is because this isn't the first time we've talked about g2a on this podcast by the way this is our four-year anniversary and in the four years we've been doing this podcast, we've talked about G2A, I think, maybe four or five times distinctly at different points. Not like with Epic, where Epic's just kind of a rolling shitstorm of, of a mess that keeps coming back week after week. This has been like one year, we'll talk about G2A, then eight months later they do something else stupid and then another year later they do something else stupid and then back here we are again talking about the stupid shit that g2a is doing so shout out to g2a though and <laughs> all the anthem keys yeah so essentially i were earned that we we are back to a, a very familiar refrain recently an independent games developer actually tweet stormed out a whole bunch of uh, out, like essentially angry tweets saying, "Hey, if you want to buy a game from D2A, just pirate it instead." Which I'm like, that's not the first time I've heard that. In fact, we've been hearing it since 20, 2013, 2014, 2016. Um, Basically, since they've been there. Yeah, like people have been saying this for a long time, right? Um, and recently. We've kind of gotten two pieces of it. Like, first of all, the guy tweeted out saying, hey, this is the reason why it's bad for developers. Of course, the news media loves developers and talking about how poor developers are. And, and this is a perfect story for them to talk about. Um, and the thing is, is that they G2A just can't help but shoot themselves in the face. Not not just once, not like a, oh, whoops, I accidentally pulled the trigger. No, there's a point where it's deliberate intent when you unload the entire magazine into your face. And that's kind of what they've metaphorically been doing because they respond with silly things like, we pay developers 10 times the money they lost on chargebacks uh, from their illegally obtained keys that were sold on G2A. It's like, you just admitted that people sell illegally obtained keys on your site. 
They used to sell G2A Shield, which was a protection for consumers in case the keys were stolen. <laughs> At what point you have created a service that you charge people money for, for in case the product you're buying from them is stolen. That says everything about your business model, and you should mm -hmm. really rethink your life. Uh, and just then, a little bit. And then most recently, just, just because G2A can't stop being G2A, they then, it was uncovered that they emailed about 10 different games media sites, smaller ones, not the, the, not the biggest names, but kind of the slightly moderate grade ones, with a, essentially a, an offer to compensate those media sites to run a news story that it's a fluff piece for G2A. And essentially compensate them for it. Essentially paid propaganda. Yay, propaganda! Yeah. So the, fir the first thing of note on there is that I, the biggest thing that comes to, comes to my attention on that is, firstly, that it kills me that, uh, that nobody mentioned the fact of, well, how often does it happen that games media sites are getting offers like this and, uh, you know, maybe this is just the first time that it's being mentioned because G2A is so unpopular. Yeah. Like all the... I mean, epic... they're popular enough to stick around. No, no, I mean, like, uh, you know, all those epic stories, the stories that paint epic in a favorable light. Mm -hmm. Did the games media sites like PC Gamer get a similar email to the one that, uh, that uh, G2A sent out? Got it. I, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. Like, it's... It definitely throws in the question how often that actually happens in the games media world. How often are there those uh, fluff piece offers getting emailed out? I don't know. That's the first thing that came to my mind. But more importantly... Well, I think the problem with the games media too is even if you... Were, they'll do fluff pieces like that. Games media and at large doesn't really see anything wrong, especially with what Epic's doing. Because, oh, it's just an exclusive. It's like consoles. Exclusives are great. Even though we know exclusives are shit. Well, the thing is, is that it's it's all about the, uh, the media storm, right? Um, mm -hmm. it, as much as they can blitz out the media that says, hey, exclusives are great. But instead of, instead of focusing on, like, G2A's goof-ups and how how much of a failure they are um and more importantly how how badly they can manage to botch up a uh trying to recover their public image i did actually want to talk about gray markets as a whole and that that includes g2a that includes kingwin who's been a bit smarter about keeping themselves under the radar uh, g2a just can't help themselves they apparently are not run by the smartest folks out there. Uh, but uh, I want to talk about gray markets in general and the, the effect that gray markets have to the consumer, both good and bad. Um, and I know that, like, for example, in the past, like, I don't know, I, I'm always, part of my confusion that I have to kind of look out for is I don't necessarily always know what's a gray market site, right? 
G2A, Kingwin, to me, have a lot, very similar appearance to, say, Chrono.gg or uh, H.io or uh, uh, Green Man Gaming, right? I think so that's that's Green Man, I don't know. Um, Green Man, to me, reminds me more of Humble Bundle. I actually, the first time I went to um, H.io, I thought it was a great site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know? like, so and it's, it's, to, it's to the point where it's like, if I don't know the company, then I kind of assume that they are. You know, and sometimes it might be something like, say, Fanatical, where they just changed their name. I knew Bundle Stars. They didn't know they had gotten bought out at first. So who who was uh, Fanatical? Who they used to be? Um, they used to be a site called Bundle Stars. They kind of they were kind of like a knockoff Humble Bundle, where they had like a bunch of bundles, like Humble Bundle does, like their their traditional Humble Bundles. But the difference is, is with um, the Bundle Stars, they would mostly be trash tier games. Kind of like what Indiegala does with their bundles, but Indiegala's on my shit list because they don't separate the <laughs> game from the porn games. And I had to explain cream pies to my 10-year-old, and you shouldn't have to do that because I was oh, trying to show them Lego buddy. games. Yeah, no, they literally mm-hmm. had like, like um, it was cream pie date simulator or something like that next to Lego games on the front page of their site. Yeah, that's not oh, okay. That's, that, that, is, yeah. that is, that is, that is. <laughs> that is scummy. Yeah. I'm so like, they're... why would you do that? Oh my! Yeah, well, I got uh, them trying to figure out something. No response. Lego's owned by Disney, isn't it? Lego. <laughs> yeah, nowadays movies, games. I don't think Lego is. They just, oh, they just license say, a lot of Disney stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. like I will not well, support that. I will not support like, that story anymore. Amazing. I don't even go there. Like Disney is super obsessive on making their children's stuff very isolated to children and mixing that in with that kind of shit, that's inviting a lawsuit from Disney. I don't know what they push the lawsuit, but they fucking try, and they've got the uh, Mm -hmm. funding power to kind of do whatever the fuck they want at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just wish that they would just filter their shit. Just like, just filter your shit. That's all you gotta do. So, well, in any case, though, Something I, I do want to say, because I do want this to be a bit of uh, educational on here. So uh, there was an article, this this article that, that we have in focus here is actually from about two years ago. And the conversation around G2A is just comically similar to what we're dealing with today. Same thing, developers out there saying they would rather you pirate the game uh, than, than buy it from G2A. <laughs> The whole thing and G2A stumbling all over themselves with bad PR mistakes, etc. Like I said, this is not the first time that G2A has stepped on themselves. They keep doing this over and over again, and people just keep like that. It, nothing's changed. There has been no change to that market, uh, and for that matter, um, there uh, part of what happens is is in their media blitz what they actually do correctly is they actually uh, have a lot of big-name streamers that are partnered with G2A, that get money from G2A, they will actually uh, kind of fluff them on streams where thousands of, of Twitch viewers are watching. Um, which to Isn't me, that against Twitch, viola- Twitch policy, though, to get fluffed on the live stream? No. No, I, as far as I'm aware, it's not. Like, and they've, huh. they've had... Maybe we have two different ideas what fluffing is. They were no. I'm, 
Fluff pieces, Kev. Propaganda. Reading out uh, pre-agreed pre upon. Oh, no, 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 no. I, was, I, I legitimately was not sure what more it was getting at. When he yeah. said they were fluffing, I'm like, what? When I'm fluffing a company, I think it's pretty obvious that I'm, I'm actually just... You know, it, it, it is metaphorical. It is metaphorical for, for doing the other things that you might be thinking of, Kev. In many ways. You know, let's just say that those streamers probably have knee pads on all the time. You know, there's uh, much the same. You know, that's that's fair. And and you know what? Any of the streamers out there that, that get offended by that, I don't give a fuck. You well, have, any of the streamers that get offended, wipe your chin off before you talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> listen, listen, you are taking money from one of the scummiest fucking companies in the games industry who sell stolen fucking goods, or if they're not selling stolen goods, because that's uh, admittedly a minority of the keys that are sold, they're selling keys that were sold to third world developing markets. They go and they buy up hundreds of thousands of keys from those markets, resell them to first world countries, which is what we're going to be talking about mostly here, that ends up fucking over the economy for those games in those areas. But you know what? Get offended by me telling you that you're sucking fucking G2A's cock. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, uh, so one of the things that, in being more educational here, yes, as as I get done making a uh, a rant about uh, giving G2A fellatio. <laughs> uh, so something when I say who is a G2, who's a gray market site in general. Uh, Essentially, a gray market site is any sort of market that circumvents authorized channels of distribution. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to sell for lower prices than the authorized channels, although usually that's the case. And the prime example that, uh, and the big thing on here, what separates a gray market from a black market is the fact that it's legal. So that's the big thing on there. Yeah. There's nothing barely, illegal that's yes. happened. Yeah. They're, they're, they're barely legal teens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, it's just involving. <laughs> these uh, <laughs> big euphemisms are going to keep going for a while. Yep, yep, uh, it is. But the thing is, the, the biggest example of in current use of a gray market site is actually Amazon. Amazon's marketplace is a gray market. Um, yeah. you know, now granted it's a gray market mixed with a white market because you do have manufacturers that sell through Amazon as an authorized retailer, but then you also have those pro same exact products being resold from third party, uh, developer or third party manufacturers or resellers that are not authorized so you've got kind of the gray they're a light gray market <laughs> yeah a light a light gray market because they've taken a lot of flack over those counterfeit items being sold side by side with the authentic items oh hell no no they haven't they they haven't done shit about they, that you know what amazon does if they see a product that's selling well that they see as a high value product a high profit margin product what they'll do is they'll start manufacturing their own counterfeit version of it Mm -hmm. undercut the price of the uh, of the original person uh, original company 
put it higher in this put their item higher in the search listings and bury the other one so that it sells out and then once it destroys enough of the value of the original company they'll go and buy out that company and destroy it by the way for anybody that's who a doesn't very know, funny thing to do as, that's a very ea thing to do yeah no amazon amazon makes ea and bioware and all those guys look like fucking amateurs so by the way, as oh, no, I just Prime made a thing to do buy buy up all your competitors and then close them, close them down when they ain't no, doing what you want. No, anymore. no, no, no. Trust me when I say that EA oh, ain't got devil. shit on Amazon. As Prime Day, by the way, is day after tomorrow. Just so you know, if you buy something on Amazon for Prime Day, you are funding a cancer to the global economy. I'm just throwing that out there, just letting you know. Unfortunately, Prime uh, Day. this is not where Amazon makes most of their money. So even if nobody bought anything on oh, Prime Day, is, it wouldn't. The thing they is, make a lot, a, but but bulk of that is uh, AWS. Well, the, now it is. It it re, it only yeah. rec, it only overtook the marketplace. I think about a year and a half ago. Uh, at which point, it is just barely over half of their overall revenue. But AWS is still their big thing. For those that aren't aware, AWS is Amazon Web Services. That's their cloud services department, in which case they are the largest cloud services provider in the world. No, 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 no. They they are by far much, much larger than uh, than, than Azure. Azure probably yeah. has about one third of the cloud services market, then about half is in the hands of uh of aws and then you have a few smaller providers uh there's also there's also Top three are Am amazon azure and google in that order i believe well there's there's also niche cases in there there's also like cloudflare um who also has uh, is a big time deal but it depends on what cloud offerings you're using i'm not yeah. going to devolve too far into that but a aws is the big boy uh and that does provide a huge amount of income but the marketplace is still a big deal, and the marketplace for Amazon is a gray market primarily. Um, they do sell um, unauthorized distribution channels, but it's legal. Uh, before that, you obviously have Craigslist and eBay, which are oftentimes two other sided channels um, for selling goods. And it's in legal the... in China. Huh? I said it's legal in China. Yeah. Well, the well, thing both is. Both Craigslist and eBay have gotten hit by similar. Um lawsuits with well craigslist was a very specific case um that one was um adult services in relation to human trafficking yeah and yeah something else too i can't remember what ebay's issue was and they had to both of them had to clean themselves up a little bit oh they 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 were straight up selling stolen goods like people were fencing That's stolen what it was. goods through ebay oh, yeah, see, the only thing i knew about was what zyphon was getting at when they had the hookers yeah craigslist That's i knew about was that rose eBay also was getting in trouble for selling medical stuff. Um, oh, yeah. That's right. like people were selling yeah. insulin pumps. People were selling stuff that requires a prescription yep. to even use. And that was a big problem then. Yeah, that's a huge no-no. Yeah, that's... that's the thing. is Amazon has kept themselves in the clear by staying away from things like that. You know, they stay mm -hmm. in the legal product category instead of like, hey, we're going to just not manage anything, whether you want to put illegal products on here or not, we don't care. But that's how Amazon has not taken as much flack as those other two. And, yeah. I, you know, um, gaming situations have tried to keep it somewhat similar, too, but now they're running into issues with potential stolen keys. 
Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is something to note on there with Amazon, eBay, Craigslist. Something that's important to note on there is despite the scummy shit that those sites have done, there's a reason why all of those do like have been very careful to stay the fuck away from third party reselling of of digital distribution goods. Right. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a fucking nightmare there. It's impossible to keep track of anything that you're selling to digital distribution. If it's stolen, if it's legitimate, whatever. Now, they do sell digital goods authorized only. Like, you can go and buy digital downloads for PC, Xbox, PlayStation games that are Time authorized cards. channels. That, that are distributed through official channels. But they won't do hey, it. I can buy my sale. time card for work? Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I meant, like, uh, time yeah, cards yeah, for Final that. Fantasy XIV. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy Eleven, those kinds of games. Even EVE Online. Yeah, I just you, thought about that. You, I, but whatever. I, the, I'm not aware of the time cards. Are they just are those ones? Are they like the old Warcraft model? No, that yeah, that's the old MMO model of essentially that you would buy time cards, which was essentially a period of time for subscriptions. Like, oh, okay. here's a yeah. one month subscription, a three month subscription, a year long subscription that was in card I, I, form. I, I, I get it. Yeah. It's I, I I don't know because I don't play games specifically like that intentionally for the same reason I've never subbed to Warcraft. Yeah. I, if I buy the game, it's mine. I don't wanna. I don't wanna pay for Xbox Live, and to me, that's just the equivalent of Xbox Live. To be fair, uh, well, we'll we'll not devolve into that anyway. So, gray market <laughs> is a legal place but it's unauthorized by the actual manufacturer of the good, right? Um, so that's a big thing to remember. So when you look at Green Man Gaming, itch.io, those sites, those are actually authorized distribution channels. And essentially, most of the time, how that works is, say I'm a, a publisher of a game, I will publish the game on Steam, and then I will then generate Steam keys which Steam does not get a cut off of, if you remember my ranting about this, Steam gets no cut of those, then I will sell those Steam keys through sites like Green Man Gaming. People buy them on there, it gives them a Steam key, they activate that Steam key on Steam, and bam, it's almost as if they bought it on Steam, except for they may get it for a slightly less price, uh, a lower price. And the reason for that um, is actually something brought up in this article, which is actually talking about how a lot of times publishers will use those smaller uh, smaller marketplaces like that as a way to test pricing. Uh, so they'll they'll like throw five dollars off their game to see if if they get better better uh, better latch onto their game or ten dollars off or something like that and see how many more people buy it. Um, and that's a good way for them to test pricing. It also allows them to have more isolated sales to draw in more people buying the game, but without putting it, doing that on their main marketplace of Steam. Um, so my question to you guys on there is, uh, first of all, is uh, do you guys, when you guys are shopping around for games, um, do you guys primarily tend to look at only, only Steam or the mainline stores? Uh, or do you kind of hunt down things and try to find find the biggest deals that you can? Neither. I use um, there's actually this Razor app that um, it's it's called Razor Cortex, 
you put it, you can like, um, which card import in all of your switch lists from like Steam and um, GOG and all those guys, and it'll email you deals. It'll just basically take all the all the legit legitimate deals on there, and it'll just say, hey, boom, 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 um, from all the various legitimate key sites. Like I'm not getting G2A, um, not getting CD keys, none of those guys, um, and I'll usually just wait it out. Like aside from the razor point, that's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, 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 Razor does it. There's a couple. Um, there's another site. Um, is there any deals? Um, they send out emails for it. Um, yeah, there's quite a few. Razor, like I'm, I'm just looking through some Razor emails I'm getting now. There was yeah, also another promo site that I've posted up. That's how we got Breach for free, <laughs> which turned yeah. out to be a good thing. Alienware Arena. Yeah, Alienware mm. Arena. Um, we we got some free games. There were prom. It was a promo code on there. And to be fair, it was actually turned out to be a very smart smart thing to get it from that promo site because the game shut down a month later. So was it a whole month? Uh, yeah, I think it was about a month. Yeah, um, because yeah. we streamed it once and then we were gonna stream it a second time right before it shut down, and Kev didn't want to do that because uh, he rage quit the first time we we played it. Kev's not missing the loss of that game. <laughs> oh no, I remember y'all just pissed me off. That's what that was. It wasn't even <laughs> straight rage who quit. It was amazing. Yep. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge y'all the fact were being that... dicks. Yeah, we were. It yeah. and you guys gotta realize it wasn't even the game that pissed me off, it was you guys. You guys gotta realize how hard it is to offend or anger Kev for him to rage quit. That's how big of dicks we were being. Yeah, y'all were just being completely toxic and pissed me off. So I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that it takes a lot to get kept to that point. I'm uh, I'm surprised that it wasn't me because uh, you know it's like you've I've I've shared the picture of how bad my rage quit can be. Yep. Where no, I mean, I mean, like I think it hasn't pissed me off more than once. Yeah. When you're around people for that long, it tends to happen. Right. But <clears throat> Now, so here's the thing, is that the main question to ask whenever you're dealing with gray market sites, and this is the part that I kind of wanted to, to hit on, is how are gray market sites like G2A getting keys for games? And obviously the big one that usually comes up in conversation is stolen keys, or, well, not stolen per se, it's actually particularly bought with a stolen credit card you know for example third world like your credit card could have been stolen at any point in time um and or the number could have been stolen at any point in time from any number of of methods and it just floats around on the on the dark web for months at a time and then it gets bought up by some unscrupulous individual they go and they just buy a hundred games uh, or two or three hundred games uh, from whatever particular Steam or whatever, and then they will go turn around and resell them through their own account on G2A. And then when you buy them, uh, as far as what the gentleman was talking about most recently, is they don't directly buy keys for the game anymore. They buy Steam gifts, which apparently allows them to bypass a lot of the uh, potential blowback and chargebacks from those. Um, whenever you buy Steam gift... Uh, and then you um, charge it back, the person who ends up with a Steam gift doesn't get the the uh, gift removed, which is something that's pretty 
that's pretty scuzzy. Like, and mm-hmm. well, I mean, if you're the the person that bought it from G2A, you're not knowingly buying something stolen, but whatever. The other thing on there is, and this was one that I had forgotten about until I reread this article. Um, in particular, is that the um, whenever you have a game getting ready to be released, um, a lot of media sites will send out a standard templated email to the publisher saying, "Hey, we're a news publication. We would like to review your game, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And then that publisher will send them out like a, a key or two to activate the game, so their tester can test the game write a review on it, and so on. There are some that claim to be media outlets that are not, that are actually deliberately bad actors that will send out those emails, get keys from the publisher, and then resell those keys um, on the gray market sites. Now, the the main point that I wanted to, to bring up on that one is how that negatively impacts things is that gives publishers an excuse not to give out review copies of games, which means reviewers can't review the game before launch, which means people going, looking to purchase a game at launch are blinded to information that might critically affect their decisions to purchase. That to me is a pretty major influence on the consumer side of the uh, of the equation that no one seems to be talking about currently um but i ask you guys what do you guys think do you guys think it's okay for uh for games media guys like to if they're not gonna play a game maybe maybe it's a good actor like legitimately it's a legitimate news media site and a publisher sends them proactively sends them keys to a game that they're not interested in in playing or reviewing so they sell it. Do you guys think that that's okay? Not I don't really. Have a problem with it. <laughs> what, let, let's let's do one at a time. Let's go with let's go with Kev. What was that? That's, I don't. I honestly don't have any problem with it. Why is that? Especially if you're randomly just sending out keys. Like, don't send out keys willy nilly. Like, well, they have an established they have an established contact list of. Of games media outlets that they will send keys. Okay, yes, yeah, so you were making it sound like they, they just kind of just sending them out to whoever no, they, went around. They, like, this, if you they, just send it out to somebody and your shit gets sold, that's kind of on you. No, no, I mean like they'll they'll have like IGN, Kotaku, you know, whatever. They'll have uh, like a couple of dozen. Yes, all the big names will be on there, but there'll also be a lot of smaller or lesser known names that will be on their their press docket that they will send mm-hmm. out those keys to. Okay. Now, right so here. do you do you think that that's that's still okay, or is that pretty? No, I was thinking you were like they were just spamming them out. I'm like, if you're spamming them out, spamming them out, and your shit gets sold, oh well. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you're if you're sitting out there in good faith, you have this relationship. Yeah, that 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 becomes a violation of trust. What do you think, Rose? I was going to say something along the same lines, but. The other thing to consider is they're getting it for free. Why are they making money off of it anyways? They're, ma- they're making money if off of it with the review them, anyway. Why are they selling it if they're not I'm, going to use that key? Just don't use it. Yeah, I've got a, uh, a two-way um, option on that. Rose, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm getting, I need to stop interrupting people. Rose, you weren't done yet. 
<laughs> um, actually, I was pretty much done, but oh. yeah. <laughs> I apologize for that. That's a that's a dick move. Um, uh, well, like I I see it two ways on that is. Um, you know, going back to Kev's, like, I bought the game, I own the game sort of uh, feature right there. Now, they're not buying the games. They're getting the keys given to them, but um, the, they are effectively buying the games with their review. Um, they're giving publicity to the publisher, developer, you know, whoever's sending them the keys. Now, if they get the keys, they don't do a review. They don't do anything in trade for that key. They have no right to do anything with it. Um, but if they do provide some service and trade for that key, then they have a right to, like, say, reselling your old used games that you don't play anymore, which is not really a thing with a you know nearly all digital environment. Most people can't get away with doing that. But you know, in that situation, if you can, you've paid for it by some means or another. It may not be money, but that publicity, especially if the game reviews well, more than makes up for the cost of the game you know, looking at, you know, a monetary value factor. If it's a bad review, then it's in the negative, but either way, they're still doing work for that key. They're trading something that's just not money. It's a, it's a more of a, uh, it's a service trade. Hmm. So I could see value in them. And here's the thing, as a matter of a business, they shouldn't sell it off. It would be much better to host a giveaway. Mm -hmm. um, granted, they can only, they only have one co copy of the key to give away, but they could say, hey, you know, the first person to comment on this, a randomly selected person or whatever, you know, can get this key given to them. Yeah, so here, here's here's my thing on there. Uh, firstly, from standards of, of ethics, it is absolutely atrocious and horrible to, uh, if, if, a, if a business gives you a product to test and review, in good faith that you are going to test and review it um, and you did not have time or in some way or another you were not interested or you're not going to test or review that product uh, ethics would dictate that you then return it or let them know so like in the case of a, a game key email them back and say thank you for the offer but we're not going to be able to review this product in that way, they can maybe invalidate that key or send it off to another media site to review. Because those keys, yes, they can spin up as many keys as they want, but ideally you don't want to just like kind of flood the market with those keys because that's how this shit happens. Um, that's mm -hmm. how these gray markets flourish is by these keys getting uh, flooding the market. Um, and the other thing on there is that reviewers in general are seen or at least supposed to be in a place of consumer trust right yeah. and if the and the idea is is the publisher trusts the reviewer to give their product a fair shake and the consumer trusts the reviewer to be giving their product give fair information about a product that is not unduly biased uh, granted, that doesn't happen a lot anymore. We can all admit that there's a lot of reviews that are biased by various factors, not the least of which being political agendas and... and uh, Too much fluffing going on. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fluffing and, and politics and shit that are unduly biasing reviews, but the basic concept is there's supposed to be trust between 
manufacturer and reviewer and consumer and reviewer and whenever you break one part of that that means that it gives the pu the publisher or manufacturer a reason to not give a reviewer products to review and then that removes the trust from the reviewer to the consumer because the reviewer is no longer providing that service to the consumer so it kind of it, it kind of negates that channel and that's where i have a major problem with it but it, I, I also thought, well, well, well mm -hmm. like I'm, finish your thought because I I have another thought I want to add on top of go this ahead. that I'm done. Kind of, well, I don't I don't it, it, it's going away from what you're saying. So finish what you're saying. Um, I'm I'm going <clears> to continue on. Where do the keys come from? So you have a tangential okay. thought. Go ahead. Okay, I was thinking because we know I, I I can't just sit and just chat. I doing things constantly with my hands on the podcast. I did this month's humble humble monthly, and I'm thinking about doing the yearly thing because I really like the humble monthly. But I oftentimes get duplicate keys. Where does me selling these duplicate keys fall in on this? If I wanted to just sell my key on G2A, and it's just a key I've gotten off of Humble Bundle as part of my humble monthly, but it's a key I already have, mm. or a game I already have, which happens quite a bit, um, just because I have a lot of games. And in that it, case, I think that, well, go ahead. Right? I, think what, I, I think that's what G2A is actually kind of for, mm -hmm. ideally. I'd is say give it to a friend. Why? I've already paid for it. Why not get my money back? The way I see it is I, I actually can kind of agree with Kev on here. I feel like that if it was just uh, people selling duplicate keys or stuff like that, just friendly, casual stuff... At what point you are making a living and making hundreds of thousands of dollars reselling keys, that's where it's a problem. And the thing is, is G2A, they are rich as fuck off of these resales. Mm -hmm. And that and would not happen. Fucks. Yeah, that would not happen. I think it comes happen. into a volume, yeah, volume that would... uh, issue. Mm -hmm. If you got yeah, humble, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. here and there as opposed to you're getting a review a week, you're getting a key a week or more, several a week. Oh, it's, it's more than yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no. what's, but I, and I look at like when you get into the ethical area, I see nothing ethically wrong with my example. Or if say like when they give out the keys with the graphics cards, you know, oh, I already have this game, but I really wanted the graphics card. I oh, I'm not interested in this game. I sell the key. I see nothing wrong with that. I, what I do see something wrong with stolen credit cards, obviously, or when they do like game giveaways, like Humble Bundles constantly giving out free games. And don't go and sell that key. That, that, that's a no-no. But if it's your key that you legally obtained um, mm -hmm. through like a, something like maybe like a bundle or I, I don't know, however, however you did it and you have maybe like one or two copies, I don't see a problem. Yeah, I think that's perfectly yeah. fair. Yeah, that, yeah, that like I said, that to me is one of the few legitimate um, avenues that I think that a gray market site should flourish. And to be fair, I think we had a discussion years ago about uh, Xbox and the secondary sales market for digital games. If you go way, way back, we, we talked about that a long, long time ago. Uh, essentially, mm -hmm. 
where like so the thing is is that publishers don't want a secondary sales market they hate it because they don't make money off of secondary sales that includes great market sites but that also includes uh you know, use games use console uh, games yeah uh, authorized resellers which are like you know your mm-hmm. GameStop and so on that sell physical co- copies resale um the publisher doesn't remake money off of that but the truth is is they already fucking made money off of it once and mm-hmm. the truth most people are not going to be uh reselling their games because what are they going to do they're going to buy up uh, a dozen keys of a brand new game come out at sixty dollars a pop and then resell them for 50 that makes no sense they would make no money off of that mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. not really a, a business model of any kind. It's only if they can sell it for hire and get away with it. Well, with digital copies, there's a near infinite number of them. So you can't really, you can't buy up all the copies and then hold them hostage and resell them for hire. That has happened with other markets where it's a physical good. But so, or, mm-hmm. I mean, you have the crazy ones too, where we're talking people that now they publishers don't like when you resell the games nintendo's crazy about that oh yeah nintendo hates nintendo's that. one of the worst mm-hmm. like they don't want you selling your like if they could control like the actual retro physical games market i think they would yep and i'm actually surprised that yeah. they haven't done anything like that to get into that market that market that's like a huge industry onto itself to just retro gamers yep and i'm actually shocked that nintendo hasn't found a way to really tap into that well they've tried with the uh, the retro the Nintendo Classic or whatever the NES Classic, but well, they did those, But they they did that, and they even admitted to saying they did that because the Wii U tanked in sales. So they yeah. were doing so they were doing the NES Classic and the SNES Classic just until the Switch came out yep. um, to keep revenue coming in. Which yep. I was disappointed mm-hmm. because I and I think I was one of those people. I never ended up getting one of those classics. I really I I wanted to get an NES Classic. I just couldn't find it anywhere. I was I was a Genesis kid. I was never into the Super Nintendo like that. Um, the PlayStation One Classic was a huge disappointment. I was not. Not was everybody can be perfect and and have played Nintendo as a kid. I I played Super Nintendo. I just prefer the Genesis. <laughs> and we know. And I think we've talked about the PlayStation One as a special place in my heart. That's my favorite console of all time. The original PlayStation. Yeah, but not every not everybody can can be perfect and have had owned and primarily used. The superior of the original two console wars, the the winner, the Nintendo, which was a superior console, of course, we all know it. But you know, what about that Atari versus Intellivision war? That, <laughs> yeah. That's older than I am. I, that's before my time. I started gaming on the NES. What, what about the ColcoVision? I mean, like, come on now. Before my time, you you old people need to cut well, that shit out. I think ColecoVision and the Amiga and uh, Commodore 64 all all died out before we had that uh, Atari versus Intellivision war. Yeah. Yeah. But in any case, uh, (laughs) kind of moving it back on topic on here, because I'm trying to breeze through a lot of condensed data here very quickly. Uh, (laughs) The other conversation on there is cheap region keys. Um, Now, here's a thing. This one, to me, is a little bit frustrating, right? So you have areas where uh, a $1 doesn't equal 1 euro. That's kind of a mantra that GOG has been all, all about, where they try to give fair exchange rates for the value of a game. So if a game is $60 USD, 
then they will charge an equivalent in euros, uh, GBP, and other currencies around the world where they can, right? Uh, the example given here is, uh, you know, Subnautica was on sale at the time of the writing this a couple of years ago for $12 US, right? The European price was $12 Euro, which made no sense. Uh, and then Saudi Arabia, which, by the way, the translation at that time was $13.27, which means people in Europe were having to pay more for the game. Saudi Arabia, it was $33.66, which was the equivalent of about $9 US. So you'd see there's little weird fluctuations like that. The catch is, is the European Union has a law, well, not a law, it's a trade guideline, if you will, that says that if uh, you sell a product in one EU country and you sell it in another EU country for less money, you cannot prevent people going from one EU country to the other EU country buying it for less it, because it's, it's meant to be free and open trade. This recently, a few months back, got applied to Steam. Regulators were actually, look, from the EU, were looking at Steam because at one point, years ago, Steam had the ability for publishers to region lock Steam keys, not Steam store activations, but Steam keys. The publisher could choose to region lock the key uh, and charge different prices based upon region, which violated that that code in the EU. Well, they'd long since stopped doing that because, you know, it just didn't serve them. The catch is, is that that policy of region locking a key and charging a different price for it would be the exact thing that would eliminate G2A being able to make money as it is. If I go to Slovakia, which is a poor as fuck country, and buy a game for five dollars equivalent of five us dollars and then i come back to the us and i sell it for 30 i'm making a 25 dollar profit but the game sells for 60 dollars us brand new i'm making huge profits and people are grabbing it up because i'm selling at a 50 percent discount but if the mm -hmm. region key or if the key was region locked i could only activate it if i was another person from slovakia or or if i ran a uh, a vpn all the time that said I was Slovakian, which wouldn't make much sense because it would take my energy. Yeah. I mean, slow as shit. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so that's the thing is that that, unfortunately, I understand the, the idea behind the EU and them trying to keep open trade, but uh, anyway. <laughs> I, I like it. It doesn't apply. Obviously, it doesn't apply to all situations, but I like it more than I don't. Yeah. And yeah. And the thing is, is that uh, let's get. And here's here's actually the one that uh, that Kev was talking about the past sale bundle keys, um, where you have duplicates. Kind of already talked about that. Press and promotional keys, and stolen illegitimate keys on here. So. The biggest things that we look at from this, the kind of perspective of the consumer, though, is when you're getting keys from these multiple different sources, one of the big things about it is that G2A has very, has demonstrably not had any method of checking to see if a key is, if it was a bundle key, 
there would be a way that you could probably find out if that key was part of Humble Bundle. In which case you're like, the yeah. The question is, is, do they get to give a fuck? They don't. They don't. Yeah. In fact, don't. whenever there was at one point in time, do you guys remember that Reddit thread from uh, years ago where the guy, like G2, it was a G2A Q&A. Um, and G2A was like, answering questions, and one guy was like, y'all are a bunch of fraudsters. Like, you know, I can right now sell something on G2A, uh, and you guys won't check it for anything. And they're like, no, we have fraud checking prevent prevention stuff. And this guy did screen cap after screen cap of, here's me posting up a fake key that is not for any game. Here's you guys approving it moments later. Like, and then essentially their their response was, well, since you broke the rules, we've banned your account. It's like, well, yeah, we can't we can't debate it, so we're just gonna ban you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, and the thing, the worst part about it is what they did to him in that case. They didn't ban his account. They made it so that he could still upload and sell keys and get money from them, but he couldn't withdraw money from his G two A account. So they did oh, the so they made it so it was so profitable for them. Yeah, exactly. I was like, dude, that's so many levels of scummy. That was a couple years back. I, I don't remember what happened with that. I just remember reading about that. Uh, Joe posted up about that uh, years ago. Uh, we might have even talked about it on the podcast. I can't remember at this point. It's That was from 2016. It's been a long time. Ugh. Joe yeah. was on the podcast. He was Joe, supposed to be here tonight. Yeah. Joe, Joe was on. Well, I mean, we tried to get Jeremy and Joe on, but they, uh, they unfortunately were busy. Part I mean, of the if, reason if why people remember Jeremy, he was like on like the first three podcasts. I think he's on longer than that. I can't remember at this point. He wasn't on very long. Yeah. Well, Jeremy was like a. I tried. Yeah. Oh, good. He's been most of the podcast playing Rocket League anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he did. That's not, it's not I don't bad. know what would be worse is that or Reddit. But my... Rocket League, because he would react to Rocket League while we were talking. So when Ma- Major would, uh, he would uh, like just randomly start laughing. And it would be whatever <laughs> right. subreddit he was reading. I laugh at Twitter while we're doing this. We, we know I'd be on Twitter. Yeah, that's that's not true. Uh, not not false at all. So then the the I guess in summary question is if you guys from your experience on there if you were to try to implement a secondary sales method, how do you think you would try to do something like G2A that would essentially um not be scummy like G2A? Implement loot boxes. Yeah, there you go. Kev, Kev's got it. Yeah, there. Kev's sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on, Kev, Kev. I need you to walk that back. Surprise <laughs> mechanics. <laughs> but they're not Ooh. surprises. Yeah, because I would all... say go, uh, set up some kind of automated system that checks keys. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's a first step right there. You know, validate your keys. So, so what do you mean? Check my loot boxes. Check them as in check to see if they're stolen, check to see if they're supposed to be for a specific region or whether or not there's some kind of promotional item. If it's something that should be sold in the area, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it, it's one of those things that they would have to communicate with the publishers or developer, whoever's dealing with the key or whoever's uh, pushing the keys. They'd have to communicate with the uh, source of the keys to see exactly you know what they you know need to set up in their system 
That way they don't need to worry about a whole lot of man hours to check and improve them, you know, get an automated system going, and they can still deal with their hands-off approach. If something slips through the cracks, at least they made a fucking effort. Yeah, but that requires them to actually give a shit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, Kev, how would you do it? I already said, implement loot boxes. You know, funny, funny that you should mention that. Wasn't it a while back that that uh, that G two A um, actually had loot boxes for a sale they were having, where you could buy yeah. buy a loot box game for sale? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, G two A. Oh, oh man. Oh gosh. There's just so much to unpack here. It's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, Rose. How would you how would you implement a secondary sales uh, site? I'd partner with some of these other sites. I'd part or try and partner with Steam a little bit so that the keys could be verified. I'd partner with uh, Green Man Gaming or hmm. Humble Bundle to help give people a way to sell those games that they already have so like in kev's case it's like oh just a click of the button it puts it up for sale there it gives you a credit in like green man gaming for x amount of dollars when it sells but i want cash i got rent to pay that four dollars is gonna help (laughs) it's my money and i want it now (laughs) jg wentworth guys (laughs) Oh no! Don't call JJ Wentworth or scam artist. Just, just by the way, just want to clarify yeah. that. Yeah, it, it's a scam. Don't fall for it. The, the financial is, is it insurance? If it's insurance, it's always a scam. Yeah, the the the, uh, um, the the financial advisor that convinces you to get an annuity to begin with is a fucking scam artist. That's true too. So you're getting double scammed with that shit. Praise him. Yeah. So in any case, um, I think we've we've rambled on long enough yeah. about mm-hmm. uh, about G2A. Uh, from the consumer standpoint, buying from G2A will, in the long run, screw you over because it will destroy tertiary pieces of the consumer market, which makes things better for you as a consumer. So if you're thinking about buying a game for cheap, Humble Bundle, <laughs> Green Man Gaming, Itch.io, those sites are all legit. But Kingwin, G2A, these gray market sites, CDKeys.com, I think, is also a uh, uh, gray market I, I site. Believe, as well. I, believe, I believe they are. Yeah. Oh, I'll confess I bought Anthem on a gray key site because you I was sure about it. Broken to be fair, to be completely fair, to be completely fair, I would buy Lucky Anthem on, a, on on G2A. Just just gonna <laughs> throw that out there. But I mean, at least when I bought Fallout yeah. 76, I bought it on an Humble Bundle. Hey, uh, I'm. I'm <laughs> Pretty much, ever- so here. Here's my advice to consumers out there. I'm surprised. If you're gonna buy an Activision Blizzard, an EA, uh, Ubisoft, uh, Bethesda yeah, game, any of those too? four, uh, any of those four publishers, <laughs> buy them off of G2A, hundred um, percent, because you're essentially taking money from those big publishers and giving them the big middle finger. However, while, while, while we're at it, they sell Xbox now, Live and PSN too. Oh, now the, the uh, um. The uh, epic fail would argue that you're uh, taking money away from developers 
Not the I had, a debate, except, with, I had you know, a debate with somebody on Twitter about that this morning. We, we, we've no, already no, covered no. how that's bullshit. It is bullshit. Oh, no. he, he told me I needed to support the developers, and I was like, why do I need to support EA? They released a broken game. That that's right. a the, the misnomer, uh, and we'll cover this really briefly. The oh, misnomer, I, I called him a corporate slave and ended the conversation. Well, I mean, I, I, I th- there's that uh, the last podcast where I, I made the comment of like the the developers can take care of them fucking selves if they can't. Mm-hmm. That's their own fault. It's not my yeah. responsibility as a consumer to worry about the welfare of the developer. That's what I said. They should handle their own fucking business. It's yeah. my responsibility as a consumer to find the best value for me personally, something that I find valuable for the price that I find acceptable. That's it. Um, yeah. And if and if I have personal scruples with a, a company, the way they do business um, for some reason or another, that is also something I can take into account. You know, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have a good reason to buy or not buy something. That's one of the great things about being a consumer. I can choose not to buy your fucking game because I don't like the way the sun rose this morning. And you got to deal with it. That's that's part of the, the world that we live in. Something I heard earlier today yep. is a rant about how, um, uh, you know, how consumers should learn more about how games are developed. Or I should say gamers should learn more about how games are developed because um, there's so much hate and vitriol. Um, out there on the internet and you know learning how games are developed would help um, the populace the the internet mob out there empathize better with um, developers and I'm like the reason the disconnect exists between consumers developers publishers is because publishers have insulated themselves from consumer feedback and supplanted that feedback with more and more marketing propaganda advertisements that are designed to manipulate consumers into buying the product instead of listening to feedback and giving consumers the product they want so it's not the the responsibility of of the internet mob which granted can be very vitriolic but i guarantee you at some level or another you can trace that vitriol back to a breakdown in communication caused by the business that's I just think it's people fanboying. Yeah, you can trace really that do. back to a marketing yeah. technique, which is na 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 na. Yeah, that's oh, that's, oh, that's oh no no, it works. I do it on Twitter. In fact, I did it um yesterday on Twitter. I put out um Tomb Raider is better than Uncharted. My opinions are facts. And then all the, the Sony drones, all, all the Sony drones are pissed. They're still messaging me about it. And I was like, no no, my opinions are facts. My opinions are facts. <laughs> you know what? The Tomb Raider died back in the nineties. I prefer the reboot, and I, actually I, I the reboot. Love, I, I mean, the 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 Tomb Raider, Laura Croft died in the fourth game. That that was the end. That was the last game I played in that series. <laughs> so like, all right, story's over. I'm done with this. Yeah, but for me, I I, I do. Uh-huh. Man, I I'm only I'm only a little bit into the second. Uh, sh- no, no, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah, Rise, Rise is. Probably- most people agree that Rise is the best of the three, but yeah. I really like Shadow. A lot of people didn't like Shadow. I, I, I really, really like Shadow. So I liked I liked the first reboot game pretty well. I beat that one mm-hmm. um, way back when. Mm-hmm. I'm only a little bit into the Rise one. Uh, it's, it's squeezed in between Total War and fucking Elite Dangerous. Good luck. How the fuck you mean that shit? I mean, case, just Elite in itself has taken away my Warframe time. 
right? Good. You said you had Not 90. Warframe. I'm at 141 on there. How long have you had it? Uh, not as long as you. Fucking hell. Yeah, I bought okay. it like a week he later. He his ass. He ain't eating right. He don't go to the gym no more. His wife ain't seen him in three days. A lot of it is when in transit, <laughs> I walk away and do shit. Yep, yep. I crank the volume up so I can hear when I'm crashing into the station if I do that cruise assist. There's been a, like, I, I was watching something in the living room like, what the fuck is that noise? Like, that doesn't sound good. I'm in like 20% haul. I was glad it was good thing it was at Ray, Gate, uh, Ray Gateway because if it was anywhere else, I would have been shot down already. But it was uh, at home station, so they didn't shoot me down. I was just killing myself on the Ray Gateway. I, you know, I, that I, huge I, scratch in the middle of the station. Yeah, that, that was my tiny ass craft just fucking, you know, full thrust right into the side of it for like two minutes. Don't feel bad. My son came to me, came to me and it said, you're, you're, you're playing Three Kingdoms again? How many gentlemen are you gonna kill? There's so that's all you ever do to <laughs> I've I've done like I want to say in in Total War Warhammer I have literally done I want to say like fifteen campaigns on that one and I have three simultaneously running campaigns right now. Well, see, I don't do that. Like I'm doing my Kong wrong right now. Um, I was playing Jin Zhang, supposed to be the hardest campaign in the game, and when the Blood DLC came out, it corrupted my save. Well, so, I, I love her. She, she, her, her campaign starts off hard as fuck, but she's by far my favorite. Well, um, the difficulties on those is usually starting difficulty. That's what I noticed with no, her, when her, they say this campaign's is like the first hard. third of the game. Like it didn't yeah. ease up till I hit mid game. Hers in particular, and everybody said it. Like hers is like the hardest of mm. campaign. But now they have mod support out, so now I might look at it here in another month or two. Oh, a mod for um, Warhammer Two? Oh, no, no, Warhammer no. Three Kingdoms. For Three Kingdoms, I don't, no. I don't, I don't touch the, Warhammer the, the, games the mod, until mods come out. The mod collection out. isn't great. It's it'll get better. Give it time. Uh, in any case, okay. let's 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 divert it back to the actual news stories. Um, <laughs> well, we, we love war, we love um, total war. Hey, you guys fought for this news story, so we're gonna talk about yeah. this news story. So Did AMD really fights. You guys fought. Argued on behalf. You, you hard. You hard won the right for this story to be on the podcast. <laughs> we just did what you wanted us to do. Exactly. You, you, told, you told us to do critical thinking, and they did. Yep, absolutely. That's that's I why we're talking for a about reason. it. Uh, Kev still hasn't justified anything, but you know, whatever. He yeah. let he let Rose it's, do all. I just surprised Lisa Sue over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. So Kev hasn't done any critical thinking. Rose has. So I just want to throw that out there. Anyway, so AMD cut the price of their their Navi GPUs. Uh, and I think that they are they haven't launched yet. I think they launched Monday, isn't it? No, no, they launched last I thought week. They launched. They've been out for a yeah. week. The, I thought Ryzen they launched on the 7th. What yep, day is Ryzen today? The thirteenth. The Radeon Seven came out on the seventh, didn't it? Uh... I don't know. There's the like. There's so many fucking sevens going on with AMD right now. Just be happy they're not all sixes. Really yeah, they they hit the fucking jackpot on that uh, one arm bandit right there. You know, mm-hmm. all sevens, man. Seven, seven, seven. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. So in any case, so... The Dreamcast. <laughs> so. So, because I spent almost the first hour of the podcast talking about the G2A news story, 
I'm going to oh. let Rose and Kev handle most of the heavy lifting since they did want to talk about this story. So, Rose, <laughs> Rose, what, what did AMD do? What did what did AMD do, and why is it important? So, AMD cut prices on their Navi in order to compete better with NVIDIA. Uh, we saw NVIDIA announce, and I think they've released at this point, the Super Series of the 20 Series. The Except 2060 for the... and 2070 Super are out. They okay, put them so out deliberately to try to fuck AMD. It's the NVIDIA Dragon Ball yeah. Super. So... This was a direct response to them, and this was actually announced before AMD launched the their cards. Well, from there, they dropped it, I think, $50 across the board. Yeah, mm -hmm. except for the... 5700 was only 40 yeah. No, that's 50 I think. I can't math. 30 so, uh, Yeah. That's 30 more. Come on now. Fifty dollars for the a hundred dollar drop? What? <laughs> wow, that's they're an all, insane deal. All I mean, free on that, that thousand dollars off means they're paying me to get those cards. I'll take that. <laughs> you said they're all free they're on G two A. Is that what I heard? Yeah. <laughs> you heard right. Um, One million dollars. Oh, sorry. So what we've seen is that this is a better price point compared to the supers and the original 20 series this is great for competition because i mean now we've got a decent price point we aren't dealing with the fucking miners right now we aren't dealing with um idiots who just want to buy 50 of these to resell we've got decent competition and that's good for all of us if you're building a system. I'm going to disagree with you on the fact that it's a good price thing. We're still paying four hundred dollars for a sixty series card, which are traditionally two to two fifty. Uh, not anymore. Oh tops. yeah, you're right. The super is four hundred dollars, but the original twenty sixty right. Uh, four hundred is like we're we're pushing on like keep in mind the nine eighty was like four fifty. The uh, and now we're paying that much for sixty cards. And the reason they're doing this is because they want to charge because they want to justify having a thousand dollar card. Is the same reason they literally have what would normally be fifty series cards in the sixteen sixty and sixteen sixty Ti, which are like two hundred and two fifty, because they don't want to say, "Hey, these are fifty cards." When yeah. realistically, you know, there aren't no actual twenty or twenty fifties out there in twenty fifty Ti. That's mm -hmm. the reason. And then, like, they're, they're, like Nvidia clearly did this to just fuck AMD. By, by the way, <laughs> I just want to throw it out there. The launch price for the GTX 960, you know how much it was? It was right around 200. It's 200 bucks, yeah. So the... the yeah, yeah. So it was the 760. Uh, the 7, 760. 760 was right yeah. around there, too. Yeah, about 200 bucks. My I remember... when I, the 970 was 300 at launch. That's why people loved it so much. Yeah, but, and I th and that got mine for two hundred because the girl at AMD don't know how to price or not AMD at Best Buy don't know how to price check. Well, and the thing is, is that um, the Shout out to uh, Amazon the um, the I got the six fifty Ti Boost, which was like a Frankenstein between this the six fifty and the six uh, sixty, and I, if I remember correctly, that guy um, actually uh, 
he ended up being like 180 i think it was and the at the time the 660 was like 210 220 and it's like and that was for you know aftermarket cards that's not the the msrp of it but yeah to think of that the 2060 is four hundred dollars and it's like what right that's ridiculous that's insane to me i didn't well, realize didn't it was we, that didn't the 1060 launch near 300 the 1060 and i mean the, and the 1060 was around 302 and i thought that was a bit high too like and maybe it's just me i really think the sweet spot for pricing was right around the 900 series and not, i have even seen a lot of people say it even the 900 series expensive. uh the 1060s launch price was 250 which i think is that's fair enough the problem at the time was the miners. The miners bought up all the cards and they didn't buy them at launch though, because because me and Mort yeah. caught our 1080s like two months before the miners got in. Yeah, exactly. And we and we paid regular prices. And the 1080, first. if I remember right, the 1080 was I think the first one that got released. But whatever the case is, this is a fascinating. I just want not to go too deep into the economics of it. It's fascinating this bounce back effect that without take looking at previous gen cards if you look track the uh oh yeah at one point in time the 1060s were like 800 dollars during the mining boom well 400 mm-hmm. so much cheaper mm-hmm. yeah and it's, that's how and that's how people well, are justifying it here yeah. it's like that's NVIDIA's how people are justifying people it but I, I think what nvidia is doing is they were trying to close the gap between tiers on the upper end because if you notice what was uh, like the upper end, like the difference between a uh, 980 versus a 980 Ti versus a Titan, there was a growing gap as you got higher on the cards with less of a performance benefit. Yeah. Um, oh, from yeah, one to the you're next. Right. You're right. Cause it, it, it because it was like, know, like, you know, you got a $50 gap and a hundred dollar gap then a two. Yeah. But it was like, you know, from tier to tier, you had a, like a $50 gap, then a hundred dollar gap, then a $200 gap as it went up. And I don't think there was much reason for that. See, I think that, but then at the same time, NVIDIA is also known to gimp themselves, like the 1070 Ti, which really had no business being out. It was literally like, Mm -hmm. jump between the 1070 and the 1080. We're talking maybe 10 frames a second. And then they decided to throw a card right in the middle of there because AMD released... when Vega came out, because it was um, Vega, Vega 56 Vega had better performance than a 1070 for the same price. Exactly, and they didn't like that, so they un- so they said, "Hey, War, so we're going to give you this 1070 Ti, undercut it, and essentially they essentially killed off the 1080." Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to say it. So like the 1080 is still faster, but it's cheap enough. There was I think it was like a hundred bucks less. So I was like, "Why buy a 1080?" For they five also that worse yet, they yeah. killed off their 1070 even harder. Yeah, with yeah. The, ten, the 1070 Ti, um, which was just better in all regards, and it was like 50 bucks more or something like that. Yeah, it was like 50 bucks more, and it was like uh, still 100 bucks less than like a 1080. I mean, they, and they did it just as a big middle finger to NVIDIA, or yeah, AMD. Right. And NVIDIA has a history of doing that. Where like was, AMD can't come out like, with something good. Oh, no. We, uh, we, there's we this left-hand, right-hand issue with uh, NVIDIA because they talk about not wanting to have their TI cards out. They want to have the clear cut between the tiers instead of having this half-assed middle ground shit coming out with slightly reduced power of another card or some other crap like that. And NVIDIA is... Cards. But here's the thing is, in, our AMD is running 
shit that they're, you know, their own tier system, which is not a perfect alignment with NVIDIA. They don't have a perfect line-to-line mm-hmm. uh, uh, -line competition. They have a different offset. And NVIDIA is trying to compete with that offset and like, what the fuck are you doing? Come on, man. You know, compete with AMD, yes, but you don't need to, like, slow down your footing in the race to compete with them. You know, run the race at your pace. Right. It's like, and on top of this, like, let's be real. NVIDIA owns the market. Let, let, let's just be real about that for a second. Yeah. NVIDIA has like 85% of the market. And there are people out there that at this point, when you hear, like, and you hear this a lot of times, at least I hear it from people who, a lot of people that are looking to come over from console to PC, and they ask me, hey, what's better, AMD or NVIDIA? And they're really looking for clear cut answers. When the truth is, it, depends on what you're buying like mm -hmm. if you're looking to go like the ultra high end get nvidia nvidia ultra high end amd does not compete however yeah. if you're if you have a budget if you're say you're looking to get something maybe a little lower end or something you know that's maybe a little more reasonably priced maybe a little more console console price go amd most of the time if you're spending i would say under 300 under 300 400 excuse me just go amd Mm -hmm. you're, well, you're going to get better bang for your buck under $400. Well, now we're also seeing a that. little bit. Yeah, but now we've also got NVIDIA actually doing the ray tracing and a bunch of other features where AMD's ray completely like dropped that. It's been out for a year and it's in like two games. Yeah. But now that games. NVIDIA's got cards for it and the performance should be there, I think we might see it in more. So just uh, to, just to throw maybe, out but here but, real but quick. the way but the way we're getting the performance is really messy. DLS like you're getting ray tracing at 1080p and then they'll throw on DLSS which is blurry as hell. So just to throw out the, uh, the Steam it. hardware survey on here, if we look at the top cards, 1060, 1050 Ti, like of the top ten cards, all of them are Nvidia. Or all mm -hmm. and then you've got one AMD, the five eighty. And then you've got like more NVIDIA cards. Intel graphics has a <laughs> is in there. HD a, graphics. Intel gra integrated graphics has a bigger foothold in the PC gaming market than most AMD graphics cards. That says a lot. Yeah. That yeah, that says a lot. Because if you notice on here, we've got two AMD cards in the top, I'd say twenty or so. And then we've got three different Intel integrated options in the top. That's 20. not just Intel HD graphics. That's fourth gen, you know, yeah. Intel. You that's know, that, that's the integrated yeah. graphics I have on my i7. Yeah, like that's that that should tell you. That's not for a five year old five year old shit. Yeah, that that should, right. that, should t that should say a lot about how oh. hard AMD is struggling to get a foothold in the market with NVIDIA's dominance. The old the old yeah. S750 Ti, if you look at this chart here, it's stomping the hell out of a 580. And you can get yeah. them both for, well, no, because the 750 Ti you can probably get for like 60 bucks now used. Yes, you can. But the, really the, the, the 580 is still a beast. My, my kids play on that thing. That's mm -hmm. a dope-ass graphics card that you can get now for like 140, 150 bucks if you look around. It's yeah, a great, it's a really good GPU. Not really seeing a whole lot of the 2000 series. It's mm -hmm. still mostly mm -hmm. the 10,000s. Well, yeah, you're gonna see that. Uh, that, you, that you see, me. you see the. Well, the thing is, is that no one's fucking There's buying the 20 series because they're so goddamn overpriced. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. They, now, they're the overpriced is, and the performance isn't there. When when you saw the Nobody 970 get released, the 970 took over the fucking market overnight because it was so inexpensive for the quality it provided. People were right. well, on the 970 the was a did the exact same thing. The yep. 1060 was a beast too. Yeah, and that's why the 1060 is still on top. Or right, two, the 1060 two. is a great graphics card. It was just expensive. Yeah, it was, it was two fifty. You know, now well, you get your aftermarket cards. Maybe they go up to three hundred. You know, yeah, I guess it was, yeah, it was more than I wanted to pay for it. I probably would, I'd want to keep it right around two two fifty for for a sixty series card. And yeah. that's why I'm so irritated when you see a twenty sixty for four hundred dollars. That to me says it, Nvidia is not interested in competition. Yeah, they really yeah. just want to gouge and bleed your wallets. It Intel's kind of up there too. Like I've made the joke on Twitter before, Intel. Um, Epic and, and um, NVIDIA are just running around like they own the goddamn place. Well, in, Intel, I think, because... the thing is, is Intel, I think they're trying. They got complacent when they started looking like we're having trouble getting this nanometer shrink. Mm-hmm. And they were I mean, like, Intel, well, we don't really Intel need it. We're still dominating. And then AMD came the fuck out of nowhere and Intel's str- scrambling and they still don't have exactly. the eye shrink going on yet. Well, I, I, but, I think so they're throwing further, they're, further they're, than they're, that. Like Intel. They they got comfortable because AMD wasn't competitive for the better part of a decade, and then Ryzen no. came out of nowhere. Like, oh my god, this is great! But Intel's still faster, right? That's first generation Ryzen. They're they're for that advertising. We're at a point now where we're arguing now over five frames a second. Well, do you really want to pay an extra two hundred dollars for that extra five frames a second? Most people are going to say no. They'll just buy the cheaper Ryzen that's about the same. <laughs> Well, now they're focusing on trying to dominate the uh, server market, and I, that will be pretty insane, too. Oh, but, I, like, I, that, I don't think, I think, think AMD is going to get a good stronghold in the server market, too, because businesses don't care. They want what's cheapest. What's cheapest, yeah. what's, yeah. most, what's most efficient, what's most affordable. Like, I think they were trying to do that with their graphics, AMD. is come out with an innovative change that was going to you know, rock NVIDIA, but NVIDIA is, you know, yes, they're dominating, but they're not completely complacent. They're doing a little bit more aggressive marketing than Intel has been. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. they're, they're trying, they're actually, even though they know they're on top, they're still trying to hold it as opposed to like, yeah, I'm good, I can just sit here. And yeah. AMD has and been AMD's struggling with that, and they haven't come up with that, that innovative, they haven't come up with that um, cheaply innovative shift that in their favor. You know, they've had some innovation here and there. Like when they first started with HBM, that was a great idea, and they made a huge improvement on it with Vega. It wasn't enough. It was too expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, for the performance mm-hmm. gain out of it, it just did not work well for them. Mm-hmm. Can, can we talk for a moment how oh, neither of these companies are... are uh, AMD's innovating a bit more on the CPU side, but on the GPU side, you're not really seeing a whole lot of... AMD is the best. very much the playing catch up on the GPU side. Yeah. Well, they they, they take a uh, an architecture standard and they run it for way too long. They did that with the bulldozer on their old CPUs until they finally got mm-hmm. Zen out, and they were doing that for GCN on their GPUs until they're finally getting the Navi out, which we'll see how well that plays for them. Hopefully, for them, they're hoping it is enough of a uh, a paradigm shift as Zen was for their CPU. Uh, it won't be not the first gen. Navi's not there. What they, no. what I feel like, it, in particular, what AMD really needs to do, because we're at a point now where people say AMD flat out is not competitive. Now, like I said before, 
they have GPUs that are about the same as NVIDIA until you get to like that 80 Ti series. They're not really competing at the 80 Ti mm-hmm. level. Um, yeah. Or even the 80 level, they're not really that competitive. Um, but in mid tier, on the low tier, end, AMD is incredible. Their top tier card is the 5700 XT. And that is their, equivalent their, their to top a card. I think it's still Radeon Seven. Radeon Seven is still faster. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. It's just on the Radeon Seven faster, the and that is on par with the twenty eighty. And that's the thing is like their top end competition. You know, the twenty eighty Ti is yes faster, but you look. You know, the Radeon Seven is competing with a twenty eighty. But um, the problem is, not, is that's not bad. It's not great either. It, it's not bad, but public per, but public perception is. You need to keep up with the 2080 Ti or whatever that 80 Ti Titan card is. You need to be there or better before people consistently before people are going to see um, they're even competitive or even worthwhile. And people are saying this. People who have no intentions on even buying a card at that level. Like I have these arguments with people all the time. I'm like, you're out here looking for a $200 GPU, saying AMD is buying $200 GPUs and then saying AMD isn't competitive. That doesn't even make sense. Because they both have cars that are about the same at that price level. Marketing perception. Your market. Well, the thing is, is something I hear nobody talking about, to be frankly honest, is what are those cards for AMD? I hear here talking about 5700, 5700 XT that are the three, four, five hundred dollar cards. What are their two hundred dollar offerings? Let's take a you look at it because for a while it well, was the RX 580. No, that that was the card, but I think they're coming down. It is, price still, it, it is still RX series. They, their latest and greatest. They do not have the lower tiers out yet. It's, right, and the yeah. RX 580 right now. Um, I see them. Yeah, yeah. I see one 184. I saw one a while ago. That's the cheapest one I'm seeing on Amazon is 184. I it, just pulled it up for a moment. So. Something that's really frustrating to me, as much as, as NVIDIA uh, annoys me with the TI moniker, which to me is just obnoxious, you should get rid of those, all the TIs, and just have, you know, straight numbers all the way through. But even with them, you have a much more cohesive lineup to understand, and you can just understand TI is a slightly better version of the number that's before it. Whereas with AMD, you've got the oh, RX 580 on the low end. Then you have the middle range that's RX 5700 and 5700 XT. And then on the high end, you've got Radeon 7. And I think you've oh. got a Radeon 5 in there somewhere too. The, the, the 580 isn't even like their low end card. It's like the equivalent. It was, it was meant to be the equivalent of a 970. But they have cards below that too. And, like... but my point is, is that they have this broken up uh, nomenclature. They're really yeah, yeah, the nomenclature is all fucked. Yeah, like, well, yeah. The problem they ran people. into is two different structurings also spanning two different generations. So they've got their standard GPU construction with GDDR memory, <clears throat> and that is crossing two generations from the RX 580 to the RX 5700. Those are two different generations of cards. you got Polaris to Navi. Plus they have the Vega standard in there thrown outside the set, um, that is also crossing generations between the um, the Vega 64 and the Radeon 7, you know, mm-hmm. using its own special memory type. So they've got, yeah, the Vega, Vega uh, series too, because that's a generation cross as well. So they're crossing and generations and crossing cars. different construction types. And um, that's what's confusing and my, the fuck my out of people. My thing is, is that their names keep changing so drastically oh, yeah. 
that it that yeah. it's and you also had the fury before that so when fury to vega to radeon and it's like what do does that mean to me as a consumer i have no fucking clue what's the better card what's what what's worth buying what's the, what's too old to buy should i buy a fury should i buy a vega should i buy a radeon should i buy uh, an rx card like i have no fucking clue what you are doing it, amd very true that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's something i never considered because now you look at it like yeah we're kind of the hardcore we're the people that are going to follow this most people like i want to play fucking video games and I want something that's gonna that's gonna work well for me. Oh, I know that Nvidia. Oh, this is the 2060. Oh, the newest series is the 2000 series. So the old series is 1000. That's easy. Oh, they changed the G2 yeah. and R. Oh, because it was ray tracing. That's cool. That makes sense. I'm gonna get the newest Nvidia card that's in my price range. I don't know what the fuck is going on in these days. The, the, th- the like, thing is, all over the damn place. The thing is, is that whenever I like, I don't even pay attention to GTX. Like when I just think about just looking at stuff online, looking at GPUs, GTX, RTX. I don't even know what the fuck. I'm not even paying attention to that. Like I'm, I'm numb to that. I see the number, right? And mm-hmm. I, while it, it kind of tweaks my OCD a little bit that they went from one thousand to two thousand instead of eleven hundred, twelve hundred, and so on. I thought I that know. was all fucking rumors, man. And I was like, yeah, no way they're yeah. not going to do that. See, oh, see 1,000 yeah, to 2,000 makes sense to me. Yeah, what, it does. What threw me off was going from 700 to 900. Oh, that like, that was annoying. That was annoying. Especially yeah, the fact like, that the they had... That shit? Well, they did have 800 series on mobile. Yeah. So they had the, even more confusing. They, they had the eight sixty and, and eight seven. They weren't even mobile cards. They they like that was when they started putting like full on GPUs and. You know and, what's even funnier, Kev, is that uh, six or that uh, seven hundred series that in, uh, in there. Only half of that, or not even half. Two two cards were a new generation. The seven seventy was a six sixty Ti. It is well, exact, like it's not even clocked higher. Was yeah. the 700 no. just a refresh the of the 700 system? series introduced Maxwell uh, only in the 750 and the 750 Ti. Everything else was a, a higher tier of the previous generation. So the 660 Ti became the 760. Right. The uh, uh, 680 became the 770. You know, everybody was like, you know, all oh, of the 770 is great. It yeah. was a 680. Yeah, same that power. The refresh upgrades everything. Yeah, but the thing, like is, the thing is, the thing is, is as yeah, critical as you could be over that, the from us as a techie perspective, from the average consumer, that was the better choice for Nvidia because it rather than do what AMD does, where you have sixteen different fucking product names and nobody knows what they are, they just see seven series. Okay, this is the newest available. Oh, I want the middle grade one. Oh, the seven sixty. Okay, I'm gonna get seven sixty. Exactly. I have three hundred dollars to spend. Here's the newest Nvidia series. Buy the one that's three hundred. Yeah, and they, they don't know what chip is used in what one. They're not paying that. And they don't give post- a shit. And they shouldn't. Yeah, no. Exactly. Lord, you're a great example of the. You are a great example of this problem. And here's why: you are more technically literate than a majority of the consumers. You know, gaming consumers out there. And th- this is the second time I've heard you say, "Oh, I forgot that the Vegas sixty four was a ten eighty competitor." Yeah. Uh, yeah. The that, thing that's is, a, that's know, not just me. If you're, that if is, you're losing that, the average consumer is completely gone on it. I know exactly. Yeah. That's 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 the point I was making. Is that nobody has a fucking clue. They don't even know where the Vegas sixty four fits. <laughs> you know, most people don't even know what the Radeon seven fits. Like they don't know these exist. That's right. the problem. Yeah. It's like, and that's why Nvidia has. A, that's why it annoys me. It's like Nvidia then comes out with these supercards. 
these supercards were unnecessary. Yeah. It's like, because I, I, nobody's going to buy that. NVIDIA while they're confusing anyway. If you guys remember in the Discord server, whenever I got that email uh, from NVIDIA saying, oh, the Super Series, and I just posted that up in Discord, I was like, for fuck's sake, NVIDIA. You did. <laughs> I, and, I had nothing and, positive and, to say and, about it. It, you know what's it's, funny? it's kind of funny when you when we talk about AMD's naming scheme, because the most intelligent thing AMD has done in years was copy Intel's naming scheme on Ryzen. Now we know yeah. Ryzen three hey, that's comparable to an i three. Yes. They're about the same price, but hey, this mm-hmm. one's a little faster. Yep. Like yeah, I mean, like and yeah, I'm, the, I'm not the saying Ryzen they need R3, to go back R5 and, like, and say, oh, yeah, AMD GTX or whatever. They should have stuck with RX. Yeah. And then, like, the, like they they should they should as well. Okay, now this is the RX six hundred series. Yeah, the thing yeah, is, these is are that, the newest ones that makes sense, and that won't mm-hmm. confuse people. And, and that and that's what they're kind and of then, doing. And release all your cards at once, or yeah. at least at like the same general time. Well, the thing is, is that so they have RX like, seems stack. to be seems to be a certain namiology, but they have right. the Vega. Uh, now, what's the what's the full name of the Radeon Seven? Is it does it have any? It is uh, AMD uh, Radeon 7. That's it. Yeah, so this guy is the Radeon RX 5700. Mm-hmm. The, the, the 590 or 5, sorry, 580 is the Radeon RX 580, right? So they have Radeon still in the name. Personally, why do you still have Radeon's name in there? You, you done killed Radeon years ago. ATI well, Radeon's I'm, I'm you know, okay with Radeon being part of the stuff, name. That's fine. That, that 1080 in your computer is a GeForce or, um, a GTX 1080. Yeah, that's true. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so <laughs> People that, forget that is, about that one, too. Yeah, that's because there is the different lines. There is the business and uh, the, um, the different lines of cards. Like with, I can't remember what AMD's versions are. I think they have uh, like Fire, Fire Pro, Pro, and there's Fire Pro, and then there's another one. I can't remember what it is. That's equivalent to a Tesla. But the thing is, the interesting thing about it is, if I remember, I can't remember if I have the, their namiology doesn't just hit the consumer world. My server, I'm pretty certain, has a Radeon WX card, if I remember right, in it, which was like a, I don't know what card this is. Like yeah, oh, yeah. Those it, are... it, they they their 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 enterprise graphics cards are similarly retarded, um in their in how they design their schemes. Um, whereas they, whereas Nvidia has always been from. very consistent. Yeah, their Fire mm-hmm. Pro name was a lot more consistent, and then yes. again, you know, AMD's namiology used to be more consistent. It's recent, both you know, enterprise and consumer is all just been all sorts of fucked. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to jump to any suppositions, but I wonder if there's been some internal, uh, internal leadership changes, like frequently trying to get things to stick properly. So you, you shift people around, and when you shift people around, that's actually when the there in AMD's line. There was a dramatic in the GPU sector. There was a leadership change that happened right before um, Vega came out, and then right at, uh, right before uh, Polaris came out. You know, there's a CEO that took over for a while, fucked up some names, and then got the fuck out. He wasn't even in on the actual R&D of the, any of this shit. But I think he was there to fuck up the names. I think that's a lot of where that came from. Hey, you, you are here to just fuck up names, okay? I mean, yeah. we, we, already have, we already have a long lineage of fucking up names. 
I'm here to fu- <laughs> fuck up names and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, they gotta be here to fluff like everyone else. Oh my. I, I, oh I my had to god, fill, you know, how did I that? Oh my. You know. Somebody call HR! I, I would like I would like to apologize to everybody who happens to hear this for Kev. Um, we, we, we're only allowed. He's only allowed to talk to public um, facing outsources once per week. So it's we're working with him. Okay. <laughs> so, social issues. So at the same time, I I, th- I I like the fact that the AMD is trying to be competitive. They're they're undercutting Nvidia's prices uh, for at least somewhat comparable cards, which is nice. I don't think this is gonna do a damn bit of anything because, to be honest no. with you, had you guys not brought up the story to me, I would have never known. Like that's mm-hmm. that's how yeah. that's how low AMD's uh, profile is. Nobody's fucking talking about this, which is that's that's in and of itself that says a lot. Um, yeah. you know, like they're they're. <sighs> And the thing is, is I want people to compete with NVIDIA. I really wish that AMD would be more fucking aggressive. Because mm-hmm. $50 yeah, I, I cheaper... Wish that, especially on the GPU side. Yeah, no, like, yeah. this $50 cheaper thing, that's not enough. Bring me an RTX uh, RX 5700 for $250. $200. Somewhere around yeah, that. Actually, um, yeah. I mentioned the good old gamer um, last time we were here. Um, but he actually said the same thing about uh, Navi when, right when they did that price cut. Because he wasn't sure if that was going to be enough. And he it's was like, not. yeah, they, 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 they break it off 100 bucks. Say, hey, you can get about the same performance. You know, you're using two, three frames a second. Nobody gives a shit about five frames a second, whatever. But you're paying $100 less. See, here's, no, the thing. Performance. here's the thing is that people are, is, gonna keep, people are gonna like oh i'll just pocket that money I, I could put that towards some rgb or something it's the thing is is they're not actually undercutting technically anything because and here's the thing this is the way the consumer thinks and you ever wonder and most of us know by now the reason why things are priced at 99 instead of a whole number is because it's a psychological fucking trick because when people read this they see the three they see three ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, that's three hundred dollars. No, it's not. It's four hundred dollars. There's a big difference there. But whenever you're selling me something for three forty nine, three is what I see. When you sell me something for three ninety nine, three is what I see. Therefore, charging fifty dollars less, the consumer that's just skimming over that has not. It sees no value difference. Yep, it's the same you price. By a hundred dollars, it makes a difference, though. Now, yeah, you you go down <sighs> yeah. to two ninety nine, two forty nine, then you start seeing people say, "Oh, this is a better deal," because that that first integer is where it's at, and mm-hmm. that's I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I am very confident that this fifty seven hundred is not going to catch on, and I hate that because I want someone to step up and actually give some fucking competition in Nvidia because I'm tired of their bullshit. This whole thing, they've mm. doubled the price of their uh, of their mid-grade card from a few years ago. $200 to $400. That is massive. That is fucking mm, yep. that is a doubling in price. That's not if we're talking the fucking Titan or the 1080 Ti or 2080 Ti or whatever, $200 may seem like chump change when you're already spending 7 800. 
and not really it's still nominal increase but it seems a lot less but when you go it, from it hurt, it, your butt hurts a little less afterwards yeah if you're buying a card at that grade you generally have the expendable income to afford a little extra. That's the reason. Whenever you, uh, Zyphon was talking about kind of closing the gap in between those grades, it actually made a lot of economical sense to have your cheaper cards be more tightly packed together, and then as they went up, they spaced out more because the people that are paying those higher dollar amounts, they are more willing to make those jumps, right? You mm-hmm. get the 1080 Ti, right? uh is what what was it it was like a hundred dollars extra but then the the next or sorry the let's go back the 980 the 980 ti and the titan right there was a 200 dollar and then a 400 dollar jump if i remember correctly was the way it was spaced out yeah yeah the people that were buying go, going to the 980 ti right they could afford that 200 dollar jump the people that were get, that wanted that Titan or sometimes multiple Titans, they could afford that $400 jump from there. Usually Whereas, when they were going into that, it wasn't even like, oh, I have the extra budget for this. Is They didn't have to worry about a budget at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's just like, how much performance can I get? Not how much can I get for the dollar value. How much can I get straight out? Yeah. And, right, the thing and, is, and, and, and when you talk to those kinds of people, that's exactly what they say. They want the fastest car, period value yeah. isn't as much a thing. They just want the fastest one. Hell, I was tweeting the other day, I I'm, I, I really want better 4K performance. I was thinking about a 2080 Ti. I don't want to pay 2080 Ti money. Hell, I'm looking at Radeon 7 benchmarks right now because I don't want to pay 2080 Ti money. Yes. But mm-hmm. I want that performance. If I want that performance, realistically, I got to look at a 2080, 2080 Ti or keep playing in a mix of medium and high settings or 4K on newer games. And yeah. until AMD gives something that I was really hoping Navi was going to be that card, and it's not. No. Radeon maybe 7. If that, maybe if there's a higher end Navi, we'll see if they're, uh, if they're starting out with the new mid, higher price mid tier, if that's what this is. I, AMD um, has already maybe... stated that, that their eye on the prize is the mainstream. The mainstream two to $400 market. Yeah. Um, with, that's why Radeon 7 costs so much. But with Radeon 7, it plays 4K pretty well at high settings for right now. It came out in February, and it's on par with the yeah. 1080, or 1080 Ti, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, or, or 2080, I can just buy a used 1080 Ti for even less than what I paid for Radeon 7. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't, I, so like at that point, if I really want that performance, and I'm already kind of willing to spend a little bit. But my, my, my thing is, though, is that uh, as, as far as the mass market goes, and I agree, agree with uh, Lapisulia in the chat that said uh, NVIDIA is going to price themselves out. Yeah, the, the problem is, is that by sp- more evenly spreading out their, their uh, markets, this is the reason why, uh, like I said, with the 9 series, you had the overwhelming majority of people had a 970. Now, people, the majority, a smaller majority, mind you, it was like 30 or 40% of the graphics cards on the Steam survey were 970s during that generation. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I was one of them. Yeah, now we are in the 20 series generation, right? And the top card is still the 1060 with only 15%. And you see in the top like 20 cards when we were going through that list, only one or two of them were 20 series cards. You're not seeing a whole and lot. You gotta go down a people, little while, and yeah, 
People aren't you buying might go down a little while, and even then, I think the closest one up there is like the 2080 or 2080 Ti. Yeah. Because the people that are buying this series, are, again, and I don't think they're buying it for ray tracing. No, like, they're, just they're, 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 they're just buying it. They're just buying it because they want the best. I believe they're buying it because they, yeah, because they want the fastest one. Like I'm looking back at the chart now. Well, all oh, 2060 is actually pretty pretty up there now. Yeah. Um, the 2070s up there. But it's in like the Which top 15 or something 20... like that. My point is, is that... No, no, it, it's, it's like 13. Yeah. 27, 20, 70, Top yeah. 15, like I said. Uh, my point is, is that whereas in the nine, the ninth generation of... Or not ninth generation. The 900 series of, of NVIDIA graphics cards. You saw a lot of 9 series in, that were up there. <laughs> during the heyday mm-hmm. of that series and the overwhelming majority was that 970 car because it offered a great value for its price then the 960 was below it and you had 980 and all of those guys were stacked up in there right mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. now and actually you had a lot more amd cards up there at the time as well now you know you don't see that people aren't buying the two, 2000 series uh nvidia cards because they're too overpriced People are sticking with their 10 series. Yeah. I sure as hell am not going to fucking touch a 2080 or 2080 mm. Ti. Why would I bother? Mm. I've got a 1080. I've got all I need. There's no mm. there's no cost benefit to me as a consumer to buy that shit. I'm going to disagree they, with you because because of the reasoning I gave before. What? The and ray I, tracing I, I, I that no one's using? From, no, 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 no. I want the better, I want the better 4K performance. Hmm. So it's going to go from person to person. Because I want that 4K, the reason I've been I've upgraded from time to time was always because I was wanted that 4K performance. That's like the only reason I see to get a 2080 Ti. It sure is only ray tracing. So, so ray tracing know, ain't there you want, yet. You want you want to know the cheat code on that, Kev? On a 27 inch monitor, 4K is near indistinguishable indistinguishable from 1440p. Guess what? I run my Not 4K true. monitor. At. Yeah. Oh no! I 100% check that out. So have I remember I, I both I have a 1440p and 4K 27 inch monitor sitting right next to each other. Yeah, I can clearly see the difference. No, well it, that's because the scaling is probably different on them. But when you actually look at the crispness of the lines, uh, if you if you set them mm-hmm. both side, I I I set a launched up a game at 4K. Well, because because I was having that problem for a while where uh, the Nvidia GeForce experience kept defaulting my fucking resolution to 4K. It was annoying the shit out of me. Um, but I would launch up a game in 4K and I'd be like, oh, the UI elements look smaller. Mm-hmm. That, that was, yeah, that the, was the, the difference. UI, yeah, you don't have UI scaling. That's like the only time I play a 1440p. Otherwise, yeah. if I can get away with it, I'm shooting to 4K. And like, I really like playing at 4K. I see the difference Yeah. on both the monitors. Like, I really prefer 4K. But the performance isn't there. At least, mm-hmm. not, on the t- at least not the way yeah. I want it to be. Yeah. Like, I can get 60 frames a second at 4K on my 1080, you know, as long as I'm willing to make some sacrifices. Most of the sacrifices ain't that big a deal. But, for me, the only reason I, I'd be ended up buying a 4K monitor is that it ends up being a cheaper deal than an equivalent 1440 monitor, which does happen. Yeah, like, my, yeah. my 4K monitor was $300. So I, it, it wasn't terrible. I bought it to because I wanted to... I'd still to run it at 1440, 4K. though. I, huh? I would personally, I would personally prefer a 1440p 144 hertz monitor, especially if it was curved. Just on that out there. Well, yeah. yeah Ultra wide, curved. Ultra wide. We've talked about my vision, how my vision skewed. Like yeah. because my vision is skewed on the left side, 
it does the curve won't do anything for me. Yeah, but for I me, won't, I won't see it. For me, right now with the with the technology I have available to me, an ideal monitor mm-hmm. would be a thirty four forty by fourteen forty ultra wide curve monitor that runs at one hundred forty four hertz. Just saying, anybody uh, you know wants to donate, you know, like six hundred dollars for. <laughs> um, I have, here's the thing: is like, no, no. If you want the the one hundred forty four hertz of that, uh, you're looking at fifteen hundred dollars. Um, anything less than a anything less than a thousand is only a hundred hertz. Ah. That hurts. Yeah, that hurts my soul. Display is 144 hertz. That hurts my soul. Here's the thing: is ultra wide curve. Ultra wide curve. Okay. Yeah. Your your 1080 and an ultra wide 1440 is going to only going to push about 100 frames on gaming average for that resolution. I looked at mine. Mine tops out at about 90. I'll probably have to look at also adding in G Sync just to get another 200 dollars on that price tag. Go free sync. (laughs) Use free sync. Get yeah. a you know, free sync G Sync yeah. or G Sync supported. My my, my my 4K is a free is a free sync display. And my 1440 is a G Sync display. I can't discern the difference. Hmm. Good to know. Anyway, sorry sorry Andy, but but you're 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 probably not gonna fail with these prices. Yeah. Anyway, moving yeah, on. I'm, I'm glad. I hope the Ryzen 3000 does well, and I think it will. Yeah, I think they'll do better. It's already showing pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it's showing really well in the enthusiast crowd. It, what I'm thinking about is where do you get the mainstream guys, especially like, you know, I see it a lot more laptops are selling with um with the AMD stuff, and I'm starting to see more and hear more and more about people buying AMD laptops. I tend to buy my wife AMD laptops anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're just talking to your own people. Like I'm seeing less and less Intel laptops right now. Yeah, and to me, that's kind of the big barometer because your average everyday Joe. Um, who just wants a computer is probably going to buy a laptop. They're not going to go out and they're definitely not going to build a machine. Yep. No. You know, you know but, th- th- that's a little more of an enthusiast thing. But yeah. Anyway, to segue into our last story of the of the evening, so we'll have to talk more briefly about it. I guess being longer for the season premiere is okay, but uh, uh, that that was also Morty's fault for having to have an educational segment on G2A. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Mm-hmm. So Steam has started, they, they've started a few initiatives to help with the discovery of their games, seemingly trying to um, uh, try, trying to address some of the criticism that they've been getting. So by the way, first of all, they're trying something. So the people that are like, oh, Steam isn't, the Valve isn't doing anything, which justifies Epic. They are trying things. Whether or not it's the right thing, that's the question. And that's sure. kind of what we're going to talk about here. So st- one of the biggest notable things that Steam is trying to do is these micro trailers, <laughs> which essentially <laughs> which essentially are, it shows you multiple at once, six second trailers for multiple games. And why is this a thing? <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. I used to be a big fan of Vines. So this has potential if it has that level of editing behind it. Yeah. So here's my thing. Part of the problem that I fight against in consumer advocacy is the attention span of the modern day internet user. (laughs) This is feeding into that sad depressing attention span that vine and now tiktok tiktok is largely 
taking the place of Vine in the sense of the short yeah, attention true. span, little little short clip videos, um, which, yeah, it's definitely got an audience behind it. Um, but the problem is, is that how much can you really relay the why your game, why I should buy your game? How much can you really sell me in six seconds without being deceptive? Like, I mean, the sure, are six, you EA or Ubisoft? Yeah, I mean, no, no. Let's let's just talk about Korean guy, Korean uh, game makers. Which, let's be honest, what they'll do is they'll just have some uh, anime chick with big tits just stand there for six seconds. I was gonna say, thighs, butt. The whole eternity. You probably sold that to the furries too. Yeah, I'm like, you know, as far as attention span goes, Rose is playing Elite Dangerous right now. Uh... Do you know how hard I've been trying not to play Total War? Total War's not on right now. Not hard enough. At some point, we'll get Kev onto Elite Dangerous, we'll lose him for a week, and then we'll play it on the stream, which will be the single most boring party stream you all have ever seen. Because that game is not a streamable game. I don't know how there's people streaming. I've got ideas on that, though. (laughs) And that would be us doing Uh combat sites. Before we get to that, let's let's take a moment. Let's take a moment and acknowledge, Steam, I appreciate your effort. This shit ain't going to work. This ain't it, Chief. And I'm thinking, like, let's remember, they cancel Steam machines and the Steam Link hardware. And but, they're yep. doing shit like this. But I will say... The Steam Link Steam hardware Link, is great. In fact, I need to go set my Steam Link back up. The Steam, Steam Link, Link hardware is great. I, 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 I'm an avid user. I have I have it set up in the bedroom. That's where I've been playing Tomb Raider. I'll, I'll plug Tomb Raider into the, uh, to the Steam Link and play it laying on my bed. I love the Steam Link. What I can say mm-hmm. is one of the things that it actually did for them that's actually pretty damn good is the fact that it set them up to develop a streaming technology that actually got them in the market ahead of Stadia and xCloud. Think about this. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is what is yeah, their Steam, main thing? Well, Steam in-home streaming was already a thing. Steam in-home streaming Yes, was it was in-home streaming, but it required you to have two computers with Steam installed. The Steam Link beta is an application on Android and iOS, where I can and it stream, pretty good. and it, it actually works yeah. pretty damn good. I actually was, I had, I had uh, set up my Steam controller over Bluetooth to my phone, and I was playing Warframe on my phone, which I'm like, I'm like, Same okay, thing. kudos. That kinda, I want to see if they can even make it take it a step further. I would love to stream my Steam games wherever I am. Yeah, and that's that's I think the next step. Right now, it still mm-hmm. requires the in-home streaming thing, um, mm-hmm. but I think the next step for them logically is to leverage that as a cloud-based product. They have the foundation. That's what Steam Link mm-hmm. us us buying those Steam Link products. Guess what? We just f- uh, helped f- them fund their development into a cloud. Ow. A cloud streaming platform as I need my computer. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and happy knock anniversary, over. everyone. We're done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, that's we we have legitimately helped them fund developing their own uh, cloud streaming platform, and we didn't even realize it. That's what Steam yep. Link is going to be. I'm calling it now, predicting it now. They're going to be a Stadia X Cloud competitor. And it will probably be more successful because people will have already been using the Steam Link app 
to stream their games in-house. Yep. Now, here's my question, because you still use the box. Yeah. Are they still supporting doing updates for it, or is it just dead? That's the reason I, I haven't reconnected mine. The, the Steam Link, uh, like the, the TV box? Yeah, I remember I bought the TV box. They did. Um, they didn't have updates for it for a long time, and then they did an update mm-hmm. earlier this year, and I think that's supposed to be the last one for that. Or I yeah. may be mis- misinformed on that. The I kind of skimmed over that article. The, and while it, it functionally works fine, I do have a minor concern about the security aspect of that. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. if there's a security vulnerability, I would hope that they would patch it. But uh, who knows? But uh, in any case, uh, yeah, I think we can we can summarily close the book on Steam. And yeah, good job, Steam. Nice try. Um, <laughs> keep keep trying. A yeah. for, a for effort. Um, but it's not just because work. shit doesn't work means doesn't mean you need to stop trying new shit. Well, I mean that's that's the, the Steam box that mm. did, did not work, but doesn't mean they shouldn't have tried. Right, I, I, I like well, that. It, people it, say Steam it isn't innovating, and they're it saying Steam isn't innovating mostly because you don't see a lot of changes on Steam, or you don't, um, you know, you, they're not doing a ton of hardware. But, yeah. and that's why I'm disappointed about the Steam Link hardware going away. I wish they would have, you know, keep, like, do what they're doing now with Android and iOS and all that, but I wish they would have kept the software too. Like, if I want to play this on my TV now, because I, I, would love to play this on my TV. Now I can't do it without a Samsung TV. Yeah. And that, that disappoints mm-hmm. me. That, that is, and, and something else uh, like, yeah. And I, I, to address the, it, I, I don't know where it started. So I don't want to say it was Tim Sweeney and attribute it falsely, but it is in that epic narrative that you hear um, that steam doesn't innovate. Yes. That is entirely a false claim the accurate claim is Steam hasn't been innovating in the areas that the those uh, detractors want them to. Which, to be fair, some of the areas that they want Steam to innovate is it helping in the discoverability of games. Some say that that needs to be curation. I don't think that's necessary. I don't think it needs to be curated, but I would love for them to. No, the thing um, is, is that there is already... No. When you think about it, it's brilliant. They have curation on Steam. Nobody talks about this, but the curation on there is I choose who I want to be curating my games. Do I want mm-hmm. uh, Total Biscuit, um, rest in peace, the artist formerly known as Total Biscuit, to be uh, curating my games? Do I want PCMR to be curating my games? I have a choice of what curators I want to present me with a selection of games that are curated based upon their personal tastes. Rather than having only GOG curating my my selection, or only Epic Games, or only EA Origin, or only Ubisoft curating my selection, I can choose what curators I want. Nobody talks <laughs> about that, which is kind of interesting to me. But the the discoverability yeah. is still a factor because, as I found, the the filters and the tags are garbage, and that really needs to be addressed. We've gone back and forth on that multiple times. I think by now. Rose, though, was talking about something, and at this point, I lost and forgotten what it was. Elite Dangerous? Yes. Ideas on Elite Dangerous. Let's let's uh, fi- wrap that into the final thoughts. 
Well, I was thinking that we would do combat missions instead of just hauling shit. Because if we haul shit, that's going to be tedious as fuck. We might as well turn it into a mini podcast. <laughs> because of how tedious it's going to be. We'll just, we'll just chat about well, gaming news while we're flying. Let's let's make If the, we're mining, you know, it's going to no, be the same problem. No, what we should do is we should make a wind trek to Sagittarius A-Star. Sag A-Star. <laughs> And just do the podcast while we're jumping. Oh, jump into the next. I, star. Oh, I, I watch. Streaming, I watch streaming services while I'm running Elite Dangerous. Yep. Like yep. I'd say, mm-hmm. um, twenty-five percent of my. Let says that game is boring as shit. It's the travel time. Well, the thing yeah, is, is it's a space sim, Kev. It's it's just like a flight sim. They're not those games typically aren't exactly based on their. Uh, like, you have a game that's, like, very narrative-driven, right? Keeps you in line with a story. Whereas simulation games tend to be not based on a story. It tends to be, like, you have, like, your SimCity, right? Or, or, or City Skylines, right? Those mm-hmm. games technically are pretty fucking boring. Because you're just sitting there watching things happen and you occasionally make a little change. Or you build out some roads. It's a similar thing. When you deal with simulation mm-hmm. games, they tend to be... In essence, rather boring. It's pers- it's uh. I, uh, what's the word? I think Rose has a great idea though. We need to be the Pixel Crashers pirates. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, I, I talked about us yep. starting a curious. Yeah, I went there. With it. Should do it. What, what you heard it here first. We're going to start pirating. In See, Asia. I wasn't talking about curating piracy. <laughs> Unless the games are on Epic. If the games are on Epic, go for disclaimer, it. Disclaimer for anybody confused, Xiphon was not referring to actual game piracy. The Pixel Crashers does not endorse or or in any way suggest people do anything that could be potentially illegal. Uh, unless, of course, you're pirating Fortnite. Um, if you can find a way to pirate Fortnite, please do that. What about any Epic pi- Games exclusive? Any Epic Games. Yes. No, actually, take that back. Buy Fortnite. Pay money for Fortnite on G2A. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not forget, last Christmas, they were selling box copies of Fortnite at Walmart. I, you heard you know me. What? They're selling box copies of a free-to-play game at Walmart. I, I, I don't have words... I- like that's, I'm just gonna walk off now. Yeah, yeah. In any case, so as we wrap up our season seven, hope it's season seven, season season seven premiere episode of the Pixel Crashers, something or another. Chat did not send. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Uh, as as we're wrapping it up on here, if this is your first time tuning in, we well, first of all, hi. Hi. Um, you're four years late. <laughs> you're, four, <laughs> you're four years late. We've been doing this for a while. Um, <laughs> season seven on the seventh at seven. No, it was not on the seventh. <laughs> no. In any case, in, in any case, AMD. yeah. Um, if this is your ter- first time tuning in, we, we do a stream every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we alternate every other week. We do a party stream where we stream a co-op video game where we get together, harass each other, 
make jokes about how Kev is a scrub. Even if he's topping the scoreboard, he's still a scrub. I'd just like to uh, advise Our goal that. is to make him rage quit. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, is, is that like me on Twitter where my goal is to make the Sonic fanboys rage quit? Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's, yes. See, it's 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 called, uh, what is, how does it work? It's a Mate? vicious circle. Trolling. We, we troll oh, you. You then in turn troll someone else. They troll someone else. It's a cycle. That's how it works. They, they troll the Xbox fans. Cycle. Yeah, exactly. So, and in the Shout case... Shout out to the guy that had people hitting Xbox, um, breaking Xbox ones with a bat on Twitter, <laughs> by the way. You the real yes. MVP of the day, brother. <laughs> yes. So, in any case, um, for those of you that are uh, that want to watch our podcast streams, that goes on the other week when we're not doing the party stream. We do a podcast stream where us tech professionals get together and chat about the game industry news, and we also try to provide some educational content uh, as to uh, what's going on and how it might benefit or hurt you as a consumer, as opposed to the typical media bias, which is tends to focus on the business side of it. And that doesn't always really help you as much. So we try to uh, give you a little bit better of a perspective as a consumer instead. Now, that podcast, if you don't have happen to have the chance to watch us live, or for that matter, you don't have a chance to catch the VOD that goes up on YouTube after the fact, you can also listen to the podcast audio, which we upload to all of the major podcast sites, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, CastBox, Pocket Cast, and Republic Radio. So if you want to hit us up and listen to us while you're uh, listening to it in... If you want to hit us up and listen to us while you're sitting in traffic, you have more chance to do that. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you happen to enjoy us. Let us know that you're that you're enjoying things. Give us comments and praise and stuff like that. Uh, except for Kev, uh, make sure to call him an, a fanboy of of Epic, AMD, uh, Razer. He, he just he's a fanboy of everything. Uh, he he's also a Sony fanboy, uh, a play, uh, an Xbox fanboy. Um, <laughs> He's a uh, he's a Nintendo fanboy, you know all the things. So in any case, <laughs> with, I'm a fanboy of boobs and that's it. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, he's, that's the only thing that's he's not a fanboy of. That he's that's the only thing he's not a fanboy of. It's crazy, weird. Anyway, we're gonna get signed <laughs> off here for the night, guys. You can't even spell Logitech. No, actually, you know what? While Rose is is praising Logitech in the chat. Um, I am praising Logitech. They're on my shit list. They're they're straight on my shit list. If you're, if you're gonna fucking discontinue the G13 and not give us a new version of that, at least have the the fucking consumer respect to port the G13 into the G Hub when you're discontinuing the Logitech gaming software. I'm kind of pissed about that because I can't upgrade to uh, uh, Windows 1903 because LGS doesn't support it and my G13 doesn't work on 1903. So big fuck you to Logitech for that one. Mine's um, working. If you put out a new G13, I would buy it. And there's hundreds of other people that tell me all the time that they want a new G13. I'm just pointing Would you that buy out. it before reviews? No. Why the yes, fuck would I buy it before reviewed poorly. No. no, I wouldn't. If it were reviewed well, if the poorly, Razer one reviewed well. Uh, he I, hates Razer software. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Tartarus and the uh, was it the Ouroboros or the Orb Weaver? I can't remember which one. I think it's the Orb Weaver and the Tartarus. I've had both of those, and guess what? They fucking both broke. Yeah. 
technical defects. Anyway, we're going to get signed off here for the night, guys. We love y'all. We'll see you guys next week with the party stream. We haven't actually talked about what we're playing next week. So we'll have to get that sorted out and figure Titanfall. that out. Yeah, mate. Oh, yes. We're going to be playing Titanfall. It's, it's official because everybody now here, everybody now has Titanfall here. So, so we'll be playing some Titanfall next week. Let and me go be... install that through GOG Galaxy. <laughs> yes, awesome. and I no, think... you, you get a big middle finger because I got excited. You sent me that link and then it didn't work. Seventy-five percent of us, seventy-five percent of us here have GOG Galaxy 2.0. Kev is the only one that doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. It didn't oh. work for me either. I didn't get the invite. Oh, well, did There's you? Discrimination, Oh, well, anyway, we'll talk about that afterwards. Guys, we're yeah. going to get signed off here for the night. Y'all have a good one. We love y'all. And, uh... Praise Lisa Sue! No, don't. No, stop, yeah, no. stop. No, stop it. Razor! Yeah, Razor! Uh, I'm just going to brain sometimes. Thank you. <laughs> Praise Actually, David! I'm going to try and do some screen sharing here for Kev. First in the podcast chat. Here's a link for you, Kev.